I didn't think there'd be vampires on campus. We must have been at about 40,000 feet when it happened. <gasps> what was that? You are the Slayer. One girl in all the world. Did anybody say that? Yeah. Guess what? I feel better. Guys, where are we? Hi, Pat. Hey, Sammy Joe. No musical interlude. <laughs> Happy Wednesday. I don't have a song today. Actually, okay. there was something. Oh, you were talking about maybe sitting by a dock, and that made me think of sit- sitting by, by the dock of the bay. Sitting on, on, the, on dock the dock of the bay. Sitting on the dock of the bay. I said it wrong. Yeah. yeah. That's good. All right, <laughs> yeah. cool. Well, we still so got there you it. Go. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I That's got great. it. That's great. It just doesn't <clears throat> feel complete, even though I cut it out sometimes. <laughs> yeah, what the hell? You know? <laughs> hey, you know, it's for me, all right? Sometimes oh, I just okay. want to keep it to myself, right? Mm, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, um, I have a story for you. Story? I quick have a feeling one. this is going to be so quick. Not long-winded it- <laughs> at all. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> um, I just talked to my dad a little while ago. He was giving me a hard time about the fact that we need 200 pounds of ice for our wedding. Oh, I don't yeah. know. That's what the caterer told That's me. So whatever. That's what ice. we're getting. He was giving me a hard time about it. Uh-huh. And then he was like he was like, Hey, I gotta I I gotta tell you. I was listening to the podcast. Uh-huh. And he's a couple episodes behind because he was talking about how, the episode where I asked you about um if you got my invitation and you were mm-hmm. saying that you're Snorway? going to Snorway. Right. And I still gotta talk dad, to you about that. It's like was cracking up about it <laughs> and he, he was like snorway he, he was like i just i just he was like i i didn't know if he was serious like he <laughs> he he's so funny like ah, I, I, got I, I was <laughs> i was like uh, he like he's gonna just like fanboy ah, all cool. over the place when he meets you in my exactly one, a month <laughs> yeah yeah exactly right. a month from today i know i'm excited is, is my wedding, countdown so. Yeah, I got your RSVP, and you said you were coming. So look at that! Look at that! Look at huh? that! Snorway, Snorway, Snorway. Well, you know, still contingent upon my Snorway. I should have put something about Snorway in the RSVP. I know. That would have been you funny. You should have. That would have been really funny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So well, that's exciting. Something to look forward to. I have an update for you, Sammy Joe. Okay. Okay. What? So I don't know if his last episode or two episodes ago, you were fawning and pining for some cupcakes am i right oh, yeah okay mm-hmm. yeah. you went cupcake crazy on one episode yeah. recently i think it was band candy and i think i asked you what your favorite cupcake is and you mentioned yeah. a cupcake from this place called nora nora yep right nora yeah it sp- stands for north of rapallo avenue avenue got you it's downtown middletown in connecticut mm-hmm. and they had a cupcake called the car bomb right the irish car bomb yeah okay so I was at work today, and we had a nice little office party with a mm-hmm. whole bunch of cupcakes. It was a variety of cupcakes, mm-hmm. okay? Yeah, okay. Spread you out across the conference table. It's neither here nor there. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's here. And it's I here searched. and there. And searched. actually, it's not here because you didn't bring me one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I searched the variety of cupcakes, and I came yes. across the one, the only, the Car Bomb Cupcake. Okay. So I grabbed it. Yeah. I snapped a photo, sent it Maybe to you. Maybe they only call it car bomb now because mm-hmm. like Irish car bomb is like, you know, kind of a bad, kind of a bad thing to right. say. You can't slander the Irish. Okay. We, yeah. we, get, we got our issues. All right. We know. We're aware. All right. Quit rubbing yeah. it in our face. Okay, Patrick. <laughs> all right. Patrick O'Houlihan. Okay. 
So, got the car bomb cupcake, cupcake all right? Sent yeah. you a photo. And yep, you were, I know, and you, I told you to bring me one, and you, you got, didn't reply. You got very hangry. You sent me some funny gifts. Loved them, all right? <laughs> now, let me give you my review of this cupcake. The Carbomb Cupcake. Yeah. I was a little underwhelmed. Got to tell you. <laughs> Got to tell you. So mm-hmm. so what's the deal with the with the top frosting? Is that the they Bailey's? They have way too much frosting. Okay, there's a lot of frosting. I liked the cake part, but whatever yep. was in the middle of that cupcake that was like straight alcohol was mm. a little too much for me. I had, I couldn't eat that part. I think part. it's Jameson. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So it's whiskey. Whiskey in my cupcake, too much. <laughs> yeah. Look, don't put it in my cupcake unless I'm going to get a real buzz. Okay. Well, maybe if I ate it all, I would have got a nice little buzz there. Oh, well, then you're strong. probably not going to like the cupcakes at our wedding. Because like half of them, maybe more than half of them, are alcoholic cupcakes. <laughs> well, I I've had those before and I've liked them because if you have like a like a tinge of the flavor, you know, a tinge yeah. of the alcohol, I think it's fine because you can cut it with a sweetness and it's a nice little marriage made in uh, bar heaven, right? Yeah. But uh, nah, I don't know this one. Maybe I just got a maybe I got a lemon. Well, not a lemon, but you know what I mean. Yeah, there, there's no lemon in that cupcake. Yeah, chocolate, whiskey, bitter cupcake. Not sure. But anyways, that's my review of your beloved cupcake. So sorry that I did not mm. enjoy it as much as I uh, thought I was going to. Maybe you just built it up too much in my brain. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. So I'm just looking on their website now. It's chocolate Guinness cake, Bailey's cream oh, cheese frosting. Guinness. Okay, that was, that was uh, fine. Jameson chocolate ganache okay yeah that was the part the that center. was a little too much a little too much and Jameson. it has a whopper malted milk ball on the top <laughs> yeah. did eat the whopper yeah, yeah. pop that thing right <laughs> in my mouth i was like Bop. thank you i mean in all, in all honesty it's been a long time since i've had a cupcake from them yeah and i remember talking to someone recently about cupcakes like in our favorite places to get cupcakes and stuff and someone was like so angry about Nora. Like they were like, they are, their cakes are dry. There's way too much frosting. <laughs> I honestly and truly don't remember who I was talking anti- to about Nora, it. But they were, Nora people. They were very anti-Nora. Mm. Um, They're like, I'm going to ignore these cupcakes for a while. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I know Dave doesn't like them because he thinks there's way too much frosting on them. Yeah. Um, Dave's but a cake, I'm excited. I... It's just been so long since I've had a cupcake that wasn't baked by me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I mm. I got I am a really good cupcake baker. I know. You like talk I about don't... this all the time. You're very full of yourself with the cupcake bacon. Yeah, but because I have Red velvet, zero other skills bean. in the We've kitchen. heard it all, Sammy Joe. <laughs> <laughs> but I I do make a mean cupcake. Yeah. Um, but I am really excited about the cupcakes because we're not doing cakes at our wedding. We're doing cupcakes. Yeah, that's what we did and too. And the place is fun, called fun. Hardcore Sweet. Mm. Um, they're out of Watertown in Connecticut, and they they're very like punk rock, rock and nice. roll vibe, and very, they have a lot very of very Giles like, Ripper esque or Spike. Oh yeah, Ripper would totally he would bust into this yeah. cupcake mm. place after hours break down a you yeah. know break down a with door joyce or... on his on his arm you know yep and he yeah. would just eat all the cupcakes white t-shirt and all mm-hmm. yeah and yeah. then they would like smash the cupcakes on each other and it would <laughs> each become other's a whole thing. face yeah yeah be very obscene very obscene <laughs> yeah <laughs> so you'll have to report back. We'll have to yeah. do this segment again, this cupcake oh, yeah. review segment mm-hmm. post wedding, so we can yeah. talk about which uh, which ones we liked the most. Okay, They're mini cupcakes, like which is idea. great because you get to try a few. Yeah, 
And I think we have five different flavors. Maybe we'll start a cupcake segment. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, can this podcast get any weirder? Mm-mm. We got more to so. come. Okay, All stay tuned. All the stuff we love. All the stuff we love. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah Speaking was... of love, mm-hmm. should we get into this, Buffy? Oh. Or do you have more to say? No. Because I'm trying to keep it short, Pat. Okay, think, you are very long-winded. Idea. Me? I was long-winded. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Also, I guess one I of was the things that the my dad said yeah. was he was like, "I don't know how he puts up with you for an hour and a half." <laughs> I don't know either, Mike. I don't <laughs> and get I was it. like, "Well, thanks, Dad." <laughs> so he's yeah. just going to be your BFF at my wedding. <laughs> All right. Cool beans. Yeah, yeah. that's going to be fun. All right. Great. Yeah. Let's get into Buffy because there's so much fun stuff in this episode i mean i feel like i say that a lot of episodes but there's there's somebody i'm very excited to talk about in this i know you are yeah okay yeah so this this what what? let's get into buffy (laughs) okay (laughs) (laughs) just had to tee it up you know okay so we watched um buffy episode Sorry, Buffy season three, episode eight, Lover's Walk. See, I was trying to transition things we love into Lover's Walk and, you know, whatever. Okay, seamless. Anyway, seamless. original, seamless, <laughs> original air date, November 24th, 1998. So right around, you know, right around that uh, Thanksgiving time, probably. Mm, I love Thanksgiving. Written, oh, oh you go crazy for cupcakes, you start talking turkey. And I no, get all I'm hot all and bothered. I'm all about the mashed potatoes. Listen, oh, you, mashed can, potatoes. you can hold everything else. I just need those mashed potatoes. Oh, no, no. Hook me up with that stovetop uh, bread stuffing. You know what I'm oh, saying? Get out of here. Nah, hook it up, No, man. I think that's what my dad uses, too. <laughs> Maybe some cornbread, the Trader Joe's cornbread stuffing. Yeah. That's where it's at, too. Not a fan of cornbread. Oh, come on, Sammy Joe. No. Ugh, jeez. Such a buzzkill. <laughs> I like mashed potatoes, though. <laughs> yeah. You like the mashed potatoes? Mm. Yeah. All that meat and no <laughs> potatoes. <laughs> anyway, this episode was written by Dan Weber and directed by David Semmel. Okay? Okay. Your predictions from last episode. Faith is hiding something. Mm-hmm. She has some sort of connection to something that we don't know. Very, very specific prediction. Maybe mm-hmm. she sent to Sunnydale to get on the inside of the Sunnydale Slayer ordeal and she's just acting like another Slayer. Maybe she's the inside man for, quote, this whole situation, yeah, whatever I, that means. Listen, I was just spitballing, all right? Throwing, but now throwing she's some starting options. to feel something for Buffy. So you don't, yeah. so let me ask you this. You don't think Faith is a real Slayer? I don't know. Yeah. Maybe you she can. is, maybe she's not. I'm going to ride the line, all right? No, I'm going to ride the Pat, line on this. you can't ride the line. Look, I got to do some further investigation, all right? That's how good of a show detective I am, all right? Okay, whatever. I like to reserve some judgment. Mm-hmm. Then you shouldn't even be making predictions. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I do when I know that they're uh, accurate or completely <laughs> <Okay>. wild and inaccurate. <laughs> Doesn't matter. <laughs> Another one you said is Buffy's going to keep messing around with Angel, even though it's even more forbidden now beyond oh, yeah. Romeo and Juliet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I asked you who you thought the big bad is, and you said it's the mayor. He's a real meanie. You said he'll be the big bad for this whole season, and the season finale, they'll kill him. Yeah. Confident on that one. And in episode 33, the Buffy season two finale, 
you said that Spike and Drew are going to be gone for a while. They will return, but not for a while. And you said, I think they'll be gone for half the season. And would you look at this? Spike shows would up. Would you look All at right. this? Hey, spoiler. Spike does not show up, but maybe he does. <laughs> We're not sure. You'll have to keep listening. That's what we like to call a <laughs> teaser. teaser. <laughs> I see yeah. you quiver and anticipate. Patient. <laughs> I know how much you love that movie. <sighs> All right. It's morning at Sunnydale High. Willow and Xander are walking together discussing their SAT scores, and Willow is very upset about hers. She has a 740 verbal. Out of 800, that ain't bad. Okay? Yeah, it's pretty good. We don't know her complete scores. Hey, Willow, you should check out mine, all right? 950 mm-hmm. first round. Yikes. All right. <laughs> and that was both verbal and what's the other one? Math. Well, Math. <laughs> Math, math and verbal. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, Xander's mm-hmm. like, well, you know, your verbal score closely resembles my combined score. Yeah. They sit on a bench and Xander puts his arm around her to comfort her as Oz and Cordy approach. And then he spas- spastically leaps up. Oh, yeah. And Cordy also did very well. We don't know her exact score, but, you know, she does really well. And Xander kind of makes a joke about it. And then Oz suggests that they do something double datey to celebrate their SAT scores and Cordelia mouths no very obviously to Xander. Mm-mm. Buffy approaches and looks upset about her own SAT scores. Yeah, she's she's got a real stink face on. Buffy shows up. Yeah, and up. Xander says, "By the look on your face, I'm guessing you and I are going to be manning the drive-through window side by side." Yeah, think but again, Buffy Xander. Buffy got a fourteen thirty. All right, that's too high. All right, that's. For Buffy, who, yeah. who needs three different history tutors. That's what I'm saying. I'm not buying this whole SAT score thing for Buffy. What is she yeah, like? It's a, a little high. Yeah, it's a little high for her character. All right? It just doesn't yeah. check out. It doesn't make sense. She's supposed to be like strong and, uh, you know, strong in other ways. But now all of a sudden she's like a genius. Yeah, I would, I would put her scores around like what my actual scores were. Right. And she doesn't like, study that is well. More believable to me. She yeah, always she screws things up and says the yeah. wrong words. Like what? But also sometimes like the thing about standardized tests. You is know what she that... did, Sammy Joe? She picked what? B or C on every <laughs> question. Yeah. And she just nailed it. This is a <laughs> exactly. this is a freak coincidence. Okay. She she wouldn't <laughs> be able to repeat this if she tried. All but right. there are some people who do really well on standardized tests and don't do as well, like with homework and stuff. That's you know? true. So I think yeah. I think there can definitely. I didn't do be... well with either. What's that say about me? Yeah, I'm like average on both, unless yeah. it was like, you know, a reading class. I hated homework. Class. Homework's the worst. Yeah. Even today, you give me some homework, I'm like, eh, do I like doing it? Mm. Not really yeah, interested. I, know. I can't give you homework at all for this podcast. I know. I think it's... Much as uh, I try. I don't know what it is. Can't drill down on what my issues are. <laughs> <laughs> that would take us too long. That would take that, much that'd be a separate podcast. too long. I'd have to start paying you co-pays. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, Buffy's friends all get excited for her and they're like, you can go anywhere for college. But she's not getting too excited because she's still a slayer after all. Mm. And the Hellmouth is here. Cordelia says, now you can leave and never come back. Well, I mean that in a positive way. Get out of Sunnydale. That's a good thing. What kind of moron would ever want to come back here? Smash Smash cut. Smash cut to a real smash. Rock and roll music playing (laughs) over a scene as a black classic car runs through that damn 
Welcome to Sunnydale. Deja time. vu. I've seen this before. <laughs> but Spike's entrance is a little sloppier this time. A sloppy. Because he just kind of falls out of the driver's side, a bunch of bottles landing all around him. And he's a bit of a mess. But he says the same thing that he said last time, too. He says, home, home sweet, sweet home. home. And then immediately passes out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, Spike. Oh, so fun, though. What a great throwback. Huh? I know. Was that season one or is that season two? Season two. Season cool two. Heart. Yeah, throwback. Yep, season, to two, season two, episode three, I want to say. That was a great episode. That's probably one of the best episodes. School yeah. Hard? I think yeah. so, don't you? Just because you love Spike? Spike, his entrance, just his character, you know, he, he, the screen loves him, okay? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we love Spike. He's just, he, yeah. you know, he's captivating. He's fun to watch. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm pretty sure I told you this before, but, um, Maybe not. Um, I think I did, though. He was supposed to be killed in season two. Right. I feel like that happens with a lot of great characters in shows. Like, they're supposed to yeah. just show up like for an episode. Like, you don't necessarily know, but then the people love him. Yeah. Like Jack Shepard. He was supposed yeah, to die right. in uh, the pilot. It's yeah, supposed I to be mean, Michael Keaton. at this point, Michael I kind of wish that he had. All right. Easy if I'm now. being honest. All right. All right. Jack, I know. he's a people little scrambly. Like he's a little scrambly. Are... Okay. Yeah. But, you know, we love Jack, right? On the podcast. Yeah, I mean, he's useful if you could just keep him out of the way. If you could just keep his goddamn mouth shut and be yeah. a doctor, then it right. would be great. If you keep him on a leash, he's all right. Yeah. You know, Ana Lucia needs to put a leash on him and just be like, down. Meow. So anyway, we get the intro credits and then we come back and Spike is walking around the burnt out factory. So this is where he and Drusilla were living before. He's sloppily singing a few lines from My Way, which was originally a French song rewritten in English by Paul Anka for Frank Sinatra. But there's also a Sex Pistols version. Oh, yeah. Which don't they? Yeah. Okay. All right. No spoilers. Uh, So he's wandering around. He's drinking. He's laughing. And then he's moping and he's crying over Drusilla, who (sighs) has left him. Hot mess. Hot mess. Yeah. The spike. might. How the mighty have fallen. Uh, I know. <laughs> um, then he beats the snot out of one of Drusilla's dolls <laughs> and <laughs> just bashes it yeah. with a Gives candlestick. Gives it the what for. Yeah. Then back at Sunnydale High, Xander is trying to talk to Cordy into trying to talk Cordy into a bowling double date with Willow and Oz when he's surprised to find photos of him and her in her locker. Mm. He says, I never knew I was locker door material. So he kind of starts to realize, ooh. I think Cordelia really serious. does like him a lot. Yeah. I mean, but this she is the longest well. relationship that she's been in that we've yeah. known, right? Like yeah. she's usually seen with different guys on her arm. So. And there's been multiple instances of when, you know, she's let on that she really likes him. She brings yes. him donuts and coffee when he's waiting at the hospital. I mean, that's number one in my book, as I explained before. I know. So that right and there. And when she was talking when uh, during the homecoming episode, when she and Buffy were in that cabin, she was kind of like going on and on and panicking. Right. And like, now I'll never know if it's real between Xander mm-hmm. and I, you know. And, right. And maybe I love him. So, right. yeah. She does like him. He's not just a piece does. of meat for her. No. Mm-hmm. No, she's serious It's a about real him. relationship. Yeah. And this is one of the things that makes like, you know, the, the like kind of haughty bitch Cordy that we first met like this rounds yeah. out and softens her character like she 
can't help but love this like weirdo Xander. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think he's like really starting to to see that here. He's starting to um, understand it, but things get complicated, Sammy Joe. I know. Oh, so anyway, boy. they they meet up with Willow and Oz, or Waz, as people like to call them. <laughs> really? They call them that. <laughs> yes. Waz, I just met a yeah. guy named Waz over the weekend. Oh, that's yeah. cool. He is. I should have brought that up. That would have been a great icebreaker. I know. Yeah. yeah. You ever watch anyway. Buffy the Vampire Slayer? There's <laughs> two characters that date Willow and Oz, and it's like you're your like, name. You're like, you're like combined them. their relationship <laughs> name. <laughs> It'd be like, I'm going to be over here, but it was nice to meet you. And then you're like, oh, <laughs> this podcast is getting me nowhere. Anybody else want to listen to my podcast? You're like, he keeps talking about it. <laughs> it's so sad. <laughs> Well, you, I'm telling you, you yeah. just, just wait till you meet my dad. You're going to be like, this is all worth it. It's yeah. all worth it. Looking forward to it. <laughs> uh, okay. So anyway, Cordelia says that she's in for bowling. Uh, and then Xander and Cordy go their separate ways again. And Oz gives Willow a gift, a Pez witch. A Pez she witch. She says that they need to find a werewolf Pez to be yeah. her boyfriend and she says, this is just so thoughtful. And Oz says, well, I think about you. We need and to find a said, what? Uh, Pez werewolf. Werewolf? No. <laughs> Sorry. You <laughs> stop it. You cannot hold back this podcast just to say that, okay? I didn't hold it back. I just I just ran it back a little bit, you know, like okay, a record. Whatever. I just then Willow says, oh, I don't have anything <laughs> to give you. And then Oz says, yeah, you do. And then he kind of walks away. Oh. oh boy, that's your boy. Yeah, boy. And then Willow looks guiltily at her Pez witch as yeah. she should. Yeah, Willow, you've been up to she some. She and Xander no good. are both royally messing up here, Pat. Yeah. Hey, you know the heart. Very complicated. Very complicated. Mm. You know, hard to navigate. Heart to navigate. Heart to navigate. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> anyway. Real, real quick, in, you would love this witch Pez dispenser. I would. I'm not a, like, you know, Pez isn't like, I don't know, it's sort of a weird candy. It's like, it's not, it's like kind of sweet, but it's not yeah. really, but it's I not like know, sweet man. tarts. Like, it doesn't make any sense to yeah, me. Yeah, but, but I like would definitely Orange it. Pez? Come on. Orange, grape Pez? You get mm. those flavors, you know? Yeah, those are pretty good. That's where But they're at. still just like a weird... It's like a chalky candy, you know? Yeah, I'm not into that. Yeah, I am. I don't know. <laughs> I, I kind of love it. Maybe I just love the characters and it makes it taste better. You know? Yeah, maybe. When you pop open a Darth Vader head and then out comes the orange Pez. And you're like, ooh, I feel evil. Or just like, ooh, it tastes so good. Or or do I just love Darth Vader? These are the real questions I ask in my life, you know? Yeah, these are important to... questions to ask. <laughs> these are what I <laughs> contemplate in the bathroom. Did you have a Pez collection? I could see you being someone who collected Pez. I might have had a few Pez dispensers in my day, certainly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I had a all st- Star Wars? I had a lot of Star Wars, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know if it was yeah, all Star I Wars. You did. I had a few others, I think, but mostly Star Wars. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I could just see that about you. Yeah, did you think you, so? Do you have any of them left? No. Did you get rid of all your I don't Pez? think so. I think I lost all my Pez dispensers. Mm, yeah. That's sad. My mom probably just threw them out. Yeah, like my dad throwing out my Buffy action right. figures. What's up with parents doing that, huh? No more happiness. <laughs> yeah. You're not a kid anymore. No. I Time mean, to grow up and get a menial job. 
and get out of here. Get out of here. Scrat. Scat? Scrat? <laughs> Scram. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to say. Scram. Stat. <laughs> Scrat. <laughs> I put it together. Yeah, I like it. It's the Ice Age guy. Scrat. That little okay. chipmunk anyway, thing. Anyway, Oz walks away. Stop talking. <laughs> He's trying to hijack the podcast. Never gonna get through this episode. Oh my god! All right. (laughs) Okay. Oz walks away. Willow looks guiltily at her Pez witch. We already talked about that. Um, Then in the library, Giles compliments Buffy's SAT scores, while she marvels at his huge pile of camping gear laid out on the big table in the library. Mm. Apparently, he's going on a nearby retreat to a site of some fascinating druidic rituals. Good for him. He's got to get it looks out like, more. Yeah, but it looks like he's packing for, you know, a trip to Everest. Yeah. It's a lot of like stuff. Like he's going to go some table. mountain scaling. Yeah. And climb up the side of a glacier, perhaps. Yeah. Like yeah. he's he's packing like he's staying somewhere for weeks. Yeah. Uh, Giles hands Buffy her SAT report back and he says something about, you know, her mom putting it on her fridge. And Buffy says, yeah. She saw these scores and her head spun around and exploded. And Giles says, I've been on the Hellmouth too long. That was metaphorical, yes? <laughs> Which I really liked. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Could happen. Um, could happen. Well, do you remember uh, Natalie French? Yeah, the she did the Natalie French. exorcist move. Yeah, her head spun all the way around. Yeah, that was spooky. Cool. Ooh, I yeah. <laughs> Really? <about> that. <laughs> yeah, so bit. scary. Um, he then tells her that he thinks Buffy should consider going away for college and that she shouldn't ignore her calling, but that Faith might be able to kind of take over her for a while. Take over for her for a oh, while. Oh, uh, yeah, as a slayer. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he tells her that they'll talk about it when he's back. And in the meantime, she should keep training and not do anything rash while he's gone and she admits that she's going to see angel but she but there's not going to be any rash she says <laughs> and insists yeah, okay. that they're just friends mm-hmm. right then we Buffy. cut to xander and willow walking outside sunnydale high willow worried that something will happen at bowling um and that cordelia and oz will find out about them and willow goes it's a very intimate situation it's all sexy with the smoke <laughs> and, and the, the shoe sweating rental. and the shoe rental <laughs> <laughs> yeah I know. Uh, and then they stop walking and Xander asks to kiss her earlobe and she Duh. you know, stops him. Then he says that he wishes he wasn't so attracted to her that they could make it all stop. Yeah. At the Summers residence, Buffy is making what, Pat? Did you notice? Buffy is making... No, I did not notice. <laughs> microwave popcorn. Oh, right. Did uh, Der Poppenstad come out of... Uh... Did it rear its ugly head? No, I'm actually okay. You all right? You handled I mean, it? Did you eat popcorn? No, I'm thinking about it now. My mouth is watering. Oh, okay, so yeah. I, I, I did see your eyes roll back in your head for a split second yeah. there. <laughs> and I'm back. <laughs> yeah, popcorn. <laughs> uh, while, so while Joyce is kind of pushing some East Coast universities at Buffy, yeah. she says, you belong at a good old-fashioned college with keg parties and boys, not here with hellmouths and vampires. Buffy yeah. says, not really seeing the difference or the distinction. Which, also, you know, yeah. Especially after that crazy snack, snack, snake frat party. <laughs> Man, look at us combining words all over the place today. <laughs> I mean, normally it's a good thing, but, you know, if it doesn't end up in anything like uh, super punny and fun, then, um, yeah. you know, 
kind of falls flat, but that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. But also Joyce, hey, Joycey, all right, you going to pay for all these expensive colleges? Because, yeah, you might have the score to get in and it's very prestigious and cool. I mean, with uh, those kind of scores, you get a lot of scholarships, probably. Really? Is that how it works? Yeah. We talked about this before. I should have Didn't you say like a thousand was like the the cutoff for scholarships or something? No, I said a thousand was what they told me to just like get over so I could get into the college. Oh, I feel like I remember 1200 being a good place to get for scholarships or good score to get for scholarships. Well, I didn't didn't go for scholarships. I was just trying to get in, you know? Oh, yeah. See, I didn't know the scholarship thing. I probably would have applied myself a little bit more if I knew that there's money involved. Yeah, I mean, I think that's probably why I took like a pra- practice test. And then the yeah. the like SAT prep course that was offered at our school was like, it was free. It was like we got it because we we got like a grant or something at my school. For, like, yeah, that's the one know, that told you to put B and C on everything. Low income inner school probably. That's the free course that told you to put a B and a C on everything. Yeah. No, you don't know that? Just put a B and a C. Who cares? Um, I'm no sorry, problem. Pat. Right, Hank? Who got the better score? Right, you Jerry. or me? Okay. Hey. Hey. Anyways, what, what, did, what did Buffy do next? <laughs> okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. Now you want to move it on. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Joyce. Um, Joyce tries one last time. She says, it's time to think about your future, Buffy, about your whole life. I mean, honestly, is there anything keeping you here? Cut to Angel, obviously. Of course. Right? Tall, dark, handsome, broody <sighs> thing that's keeping her here. Okay. Uh, hey, Buffy, stop seeing this guy. Just dust the fool and go head, head into Harvard, huh? Harvard. Yeah, head to Harvard. Mm-hmm. But don't park your car there because you shouldn't be driving. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Please park <laughs> the car. Don't drive the car. Leave your car keys. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. Angel is reading La Nausée, which is Nausea by John Paul, Jean-Paul Sartre. Nausea? Because, of course, he's reading a French existentialist book of Pat. course he's it's just so, so dark and brooding. so emo so me- uh, moody <laughs> okay okay <laughs> and a very drunk drooling spike he was drooling in on angel drooling from, oh yeah if you yeah he's got like some some oh, shininess yeah. on one side of his Gross. mouth <laughs> letting himself go. he's like yeah cool guy or something (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah he's like slurring and like huffing at him from outside his house blaming angel for drew leaving him he's like i'll show you who's a cool guy (laughs) cool guy (laughs) you're going down and he starts to leave and then trips and passes out in a flower bed in angel's atrium yeah you're doing a spot on drunky spiky thank you (laughs) normally it's drunky ducks but now we get in drunky spike it's fun. It's yeah. a good time. It is a good time. This is I mean, a fun I mean, I kind of like him like, you know, sober though. Like when he's really with it. Yeah. Yeah. He gets back yeah, a little well, later. Gets that yeah, fire yeah. back. All right. So Dawn brings the sun with it and a stream of sunlight lights Spike's hand on His fire hand. as he's sleeping outside in this yeah. atrium. He wakes up yelling and he struggles to find water to put his hand out with. Uh, his body starts to smoke and he pulls his trench coat kind of like over his head and like runs out of Angel's atrium and then slides into his blacked out car trying to catch his breath. Well, sort of, because, you know, vampires don't really have breath to catch. Oh, true. He's just yeah. trying to like collect himself. Sure. Then we cut to a magic shop 
Um, and Spike enters through the back, surprising the shopkeeper. And I want to do some lines here. Cool. I really want to be Spike here, but you're probably going to want to be Spike too. Uh, it doesn't matter to me. Um, okay, good. Then you can be the shopkeeper and I'll be Spike. Okay. <laughs> Since you cool. said I'm going to dial in. I'm going to dial in the shopkeeper. Yeah, you're doing great at, at Spike, so it only makes sense that you uh, continue your spellbinding performance. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. Great. So you want me to start? Start, yeah. Did you come in through the back? Yeah, I need a curse. A what? A curse, you know, something nasty. Boils. I want to give him boils all over his face, you know, dripping pustules. Let's really go for the gusto here. I'm hearing a lot of negative energy, and I bet... Leprosy. All right, a spell that makes his parts fall off. That sounds proper. We don't carry... And the front door chimes. Leprosy. Uh, So the shopkeeper turns to see Willow come in. Would you excuse Um, me for a moment? Very good. (laughs) Willow (laughs) enters and the shopkeeper assumes that she's looking for um, love spell supplies. But Willow tells her that it's actually for a de-lusting spell. Mm. And Spike kind of watches this interaction hidden in the back. The shopkeeper helps Willow, rings her out, and then goes back to Spike. And he jumps out, full vamp face on, bites the shopkeeper. He doesn't need her anymore because he's going to go after Willow. He's like, I got a better plan. Yeah. Did you notice something in the background of this uh, scene when he uh, feeds on the shopkeeper? I don't know. What? She like... Uh, so, so he, he bites her, she falls or whatever. And then behind Spike, I don't know what's on the wall, but to me, it looked like, uh, I don't know how to describe it, but paper mache memories is the only way (laughs) I can describe it. Paper mache memories, Mm -hmm. like boobies. Your, your words, not mine. Okay. But they, it seemed like. You can't even say boobies, Pat. Listen. We got to keep it clean, all right? This show is for... <laughs> I feel like boobies is pretty clean. <laughs> ah, my ears. <laughs> so anyways, I don't know if they actually were or if it's just Memories. the bad resolution. <laughs> Memory. <laughs> oh. oh, man. Oh. Yeah. I'm sure that's been done before, but if it hasn't, go right. me. Am I right? Yeah. You know what? I'm going to have to watch back that scene to make sure there actually is something like that on the in the background because if it's something else, it's just going to make me look like... <laughs> uh, I don't know. You like, see what you want to see, gutter. Pat. Yeah. Do I? Okay. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to have to rememory that. <laughs> <That's bad. laughs> All right. I'm just going to keep, keep going. Yeah. All right. So uh, then in Mayor Wilkins' office, he's practicing... His putting. Yes. While talking to Alan, his assistant. Real quick. I shot a short film once and had the exact same shot of somebody putting a golf ball in their office. And I had that same exact shot of it going, you know, the ball coming in into the camera. Very exciting. Cool. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Too funny. Am I right? Too funny. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, Mayor Wilkins says, I swear I would sell my soul for a decent short game. Of course, it's a little late for that, meaning he must have sold his soul for something else. Yeah, ooh, good point. Didn't pick up on that. Yeah. Hmm. I'm glad you're here to, you know, fill in some of the 
blank spots that I, I might oh, have well, missed I know on you get most first boss through. Thank you. I do. Yes. Yeah. Most all. Sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. 100% actually. Okay. Okay. Alan tells the mayor that Spike is back in town. And Mayor Wilkins reiterates that this year is too important. And he tells Alan to take care of that Spike problem. Uh, at Angel's mansion, Buffy sorts through some college brochures and tells Angel that her mom doesn't know about him. She doesn't think that Joyce is ready for that just yet. And Angel also tells her that he thinks that she should leave for college. So everybody's telling Buffy she should just leave for college. They're basically like, get yeah. the fuck out of here. What are you yeah. doing? Mm-hmm. You know? If I was Buffy, Buffy, I'd be like, what, 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 what are you guys, sick of well, me or something? you like me or something? Yeah. What, you, not me to, you don't need me to like uh, save your, your stupid town your asses for- asses anymore? Yeah. Well, yeah. Your, your words, memories? not mine. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, so, but, but at this point, Buffy does get kind of huffy because mm-hmm. she's sort of hoping that Angel would ask her to stay for him. Well, yeah, you know? she wants to be she's wanted. Like, oh, oh, yeah. Well, I guess I don't have anything here, yeah. you know? Well, this is where me. I'm with Buffy, though. I know the feeling, you know? People are like, just go. And you're like, what? That's it? That easy? Yeah. You just telling you, me to go, huh? You know the feeling? Well, you, you know, talk I don't about know. it. Not today. Okay. You sure you don't want to talk about it, Pat? Yeah, I'm fine. Okay. I'm <laughs> fine. <laughs> <laughs> so then we cut to a science classroom mm-hmm. at Sunnydale High at night. And Willow's brewing up something as Xander walks in. And he says, it smells like church in here. No, wait. <laughs> evil church (laughs) (laughs) that's good so she's clearly uh she's clearly got her de-lusting spell going but she's trying to pass it off as a science experiment yeah smooth. Uh, and xander is not helping by continuously flirting with her i know but easy there buddy all right he sees her book that just says witchcraft on it real big letters Mm -hmm. witchcraft not a very Um, covert book very very obvious (laughs) put a different Um, jacket on it you know yeah, you throw know, like a put thesaurus a, jacket on it, you know? Really yeah, remember those book socks? Remember them when those came out? Book socks? Did no. you ever had those? What's a book sock? What? You never had a book sock? No, I'm picturing a sock that you put a book in. Yeah, pretty Please. much. Really? That's it? Yeah. Like an oversized it was like this gym fabric. sock? It was like this fabric, this yeah. like stretchy fabric, and you uh-huh. get them in different colors, all crazy designs. You put your and book you just in. you just put your book in it. It just wraps. Like okay. wraps around your and what's book. the point of that? You, you well, throw it over your shoulder like well, a continental soldier? <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> Do your ears hang um, well? Yeah. yeah. Do they wobble to or fro? Yeah, exactly. I never remembered that line, but now I do once you gave okay. me the context. Mm-hmm. Uh, put that yeah, in so <laughs> it's like, I don't know what your school was like or your schools that you went to, but like I know uh, we had knock. to- <laughs> <laughs> couldn't have been more hard knock than mine okay yeah definitely um but we always had to like you know we would borrow the the books and then had to give them back at the end of the year so you had to cover them because if they were damaged you'd have to pay for them oh right so that was a thing we always yeah mm-hmm. we always had to cover them so when these book socks came out you know you didn't have to Protect use like wrapping books. paper or like my dad always used like you know grocery bags yeah like oh we did do that paper grocery bags we did the paper grocery bag thing where you make the jacket yep mm-hmm. we did that my mom was an expert 
paper bagger. Yeah, the, my dad you know. too. Yeah. It's yeah. like a skill that we will never pass down, possibly. Probably not. Because I wouldn't know the first thing of it. You know, I'd go, the first thing I'd do is go to Amazon and be like, book protector. I bet Amy could figure it out. <laughs> You're right. She She's, she's she very probably, crafty. Yeah. I'm sure she can yeah. figure it out. Good point. But book socks, you can use again and again and again. You yeah, know, and then when year. you're all done putting a book in it, you put your big old stupid feet in them. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta, okay. What, what? I can't believe you don't know these things. N- what do you mean? I can't believe you've never seen book socks. Book sock. It's a sock you put a book in. That's got to fit yeah. your head after. But Those... it's, what? <laughs> I'm saying. All right, let's move on. It's so let's big, you could probably put your head in it after. Yeah, you like, could. Like wear it as a hat. Yeah. Did you ever wear a book sock on your head? I'm sure I did. Okay. All right. I'm sure I must have. Thank you for answering my questions. I'm a very curious person. And okay. You Look have up book sufficed socks, okay? my questions for now. Okay. Thank you. All right. Xander sees the book and then he gets mad at her at Willow and he's like, don't you remember that I have bad luck with these sorts of spells? Because remember, bewitched, bothered, bewildered. Uh-huh. You remember, because you oh, remember, remember the lunch lady. The, oh, the lunch lady <laughs> issue. That was a big issue. <laughs> yeah, know. We can't have that again. So Xander goes to put the lights back on. He's had enough of this witchcraft. Mm-hmm. Um, Why and... is she consulting Amy about this? Maybe because hmm? things went sideways. Isn't Amy the uh, witchcraft uh, student? Yeah, she's not going to ask Amy. Last time last time Amy did a spell. Things went sideways. Things went sideways. Lunch ladies. <laughs> and <laughs> Came then out she, of the she, woodwork. <laughs> she tried, you know, she turned Buffy into a rat. So oh, Willow true. wants to keep this on the DL too. She's not going to ask any. She can't go to Amy and be like, I need a yeah. de-lusting spell for me and Xander because right. I'm lusting after him while dating Oz. She can't yeah. tell anybody that. Come on, Pat. Use your head. Speaking of keeping things on the DL, de-lusting is the DL. Right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Indeed. So they should have called it. All right. So Xander right. goes to put on the light, uh, but Spike walks in and grabs him by the neck, saying he needs to borrow the little girl. Xander and Willow try to fight off Spike, but Spike grabs the microscope from Willow's hands and hits Xander over the head with it. Oh, Ooh. boy. Knocks him out cold. Yeah. He gets gets quite a gash, too. Yeah. So in the factory, Xander's laid out on Drusilla's old bed as Spike dumps out witchy supplies and tells Willow she's going to do a love spell to make Drew love him again. And she says that she'll try. And then he breaks a bottle against the bedpost and threatens her with it. And he says, you lie to me and I'll shove this through your face. Yikes. And then he becomes emo Spike again. And he says, she wouldn't even kill me. And he drops the broken bottle, Mm -hmm. sits next to Willow, and he says, she just left. She didn't even care enough to cut off my head or set me on fire. I mean, is that too much to ask? You know, some little sign that she cared? It was that truce with Buffy that did it. Drew said I'd gone soft. Wasn't demon enough for the likes of her. And I told her it didn't mean anything. I was thinking of her the whole time. But she didn't care. So we got to Brazil and she was... She was just different. I gave her everything, beautiful jewels, beautiful dresses with beautiful girls in them, but nothing made her happy, and she would flirt. I caught her on a park bench making out with a chaos demon. Have you ever seen a chaos demon? <laughs> They're all slime and antlers. Uh, I can picture it. It's not mm-hmm. a pretty sight. They're disgusting. And then he strokes Willow's hair, and he said, she only did it to hurt me. 
So I said, I'm not putting up with this anymore. And she said, fine. And I said, yeah, I've gotten on life, you know. And then she said, she said we could still be friends. And he starts crying on Willow's shoulder. <laughs> oh, man. God, I'm so unhappy. Clean up an aisle, Spike. Spike has some great soliloquies in this yeah. episode. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, but let's and, also not forget that Drew flirted a lot with Angel. Like, hardcore yeah. flirting. Okay? Yes. And especially when uh, uh, he was, uh, he handy, was handicapped. Handicapable. Yep. All right. And uh, she also made out with Giles Hardcore. Yeah. Yeah. So this is... Uh, this is Ducks. This is par you know? for the course. Got friend zone by Ducks. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So Willow kind of half-heartedly pats his knee and says, they're there. They're there. <laughs> and then Spike <laughs> smells Willow and he's tempted to eat her, but Willow jumps up and tells him that he'll do the spell for him to get Drew back, but he can't cut her or eat her. She tells him that this might not work right away, and he tells her that he'll kill Xander and she can try again. Mm. She tells him that she needs more ingredients and a spell book, and then we cut to Buffy jumping rope in the library when Oz and Cordy walk in and tell her that they were supposed to meet Willow and Xander in the science lab, but they weren't there, and instead it looks like magic or weird science, as Buffy says, and a fight took place. Yes. Yes. Buffy tells them to find Giles, who is 45 minutes away, which is not that far, but far if there's a life-threatening situation. 45 minutes, yeah. If you're hurrying up, boy, that's the long 45 minutes. Yeah, know? so Buffy's like, well, get, go- get gone. Get gone. She doesn't say exactly that, but pretty shut close. Up. Um, so she's going to look for Willow and Xander in the meantime. Mm-hmm. As Buffy's getting weapons from the library, Joyce calls to ask if they can have a college chat that night. And Spike shows up at Summer's house, says, <laughs> hello, Joyce. Hello, and Buffy Joyce. can hear him over the phone. Yeah. So and they, Buffy uh, runs. They do a great reaction shot on Buffy where the camera sort of dollies into her face. And I'll tell you what, Sammy Joe. Yeah. It's a great shot. Great shot. And not only that, that same short film that I had the golf shot on, the putt-butt golf you, you know? also had a shot like this. Also had a reaction shot like this. Wow. I'm going to have to wah, see wah, that. Wah. Did you direct this episode of Buffy? I cannot confirm nor deny if I was a 13-year-old director in Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> DP. <laughs> yeah. I was the Doogie Hauser of directors. <laughs> you over here and you over here. <laughs> That'd be a twist. Yeah. Now kiss him. Okay, good. Moving on. Check the gate. <laughs> Cut. Ring, ring. You like pull up your pants. <laughs> Tighten your belt. <laughs> All right. Moving on to the next you, setup. You leave, you leave the set to get yeah. water from the water fountain and right. you come back and there's water <laughs> all over your water shirt. spot on my stupid sweatshirt. <laughs> okay, David. Where's David? Where is he? <laughs> get to, we're going to A. We're starting from the top. Yeah. Me as a. <laughs> Young I love it. Director. It's I how I got my start animated. in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Those were yeah. those were my salad days, as I like to call them. Mm-hmm. Salad days. Salad days. My hair was very wild, and I called it my salad. <laughs> what? No, don't they say that? Don't they say like uh, the salad days? Is I don't. That... I don't know what that means. 
Uh, All right, I'll Google it. Continue on, Sammy Joe. All right, well, Buffy really has nothing to fear because Spike is being mopey again. He's relaying the same story he told Willow to Joyce as she pours him water for hot chocolate. (laughs) (laughs) And she tries to empathize with him. And then he asks if she has any of those little marshmallows. Joyce and Spike fucking kill me. Okay, Pat? I I love it. I love it. I love it. Yeah, because you think it's sort of uh, menacing and ominous when you see Joyce show up. Or uh, Spike show up at Joyce's house, but it's not. They're just buddies. They hang out. They're just BFFs. Yeah. I want a whole show of just Joyce and Spike's friendship. Oh, I agree. And and guess what? Way better than Pat, you know? Yeah. Way way better influence than Pat, too, dare I say. Pat's like, let's drink schnapps and like eat. uh, What would she make? The uh, empanadas. Empanadas. Yeah, she's and like, Spike's let's, like let's have hot chocolate with little marshmallows. And talk about our feelings. It's very sweet. It is sweet. And also, I looked up salad days. It's a Shakespearean idiomatic expression, meaning wow. a youthful time accompanied by inexperience, enthusiasm, idealism, innocence, and indiscretion that one associates with a young person. Salad days, Sammy Joe. And it's Shakespearean. Is Shakespearean. Look at you knowing Shakespearean mm-hmm. language things I that I don't even know. You know, I have my moments. Mm. And Salad Days is one of those immortalized in this podcast. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. Well, Angel just happens to be strolling, aka stalking, by Buffy's house when he sees Spike sitting in the kitchen with Joyce. Yeah. He tries running into the house, but his invitation was revoked, (laughs) so he can't get in. He hit the invisible wall. He's like, "Eh." it was funny. It made me laugh. (laughs) It is pretty funny. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Joyce yells at Angel to get out of here, and thus ensues one of my favorite scenes from this entire show. Really? It's just so fun. Okay. Spike starts taunting Angel from behind Joyce, telling him he's not invited, and he kind of like points at Joyce and sticks his tongue out at Angel. <laughs> he's he's just like taunting him like yeah, a little like, 12 hey. year old. It's so funny. Yeah. And so Joyce is like, you get out of this house or I will stake you myself. And Spike's like, eh. (laughs) And he goes, Spike goes, you're a very bad man. (laughs) Angel pleads with Joyce to invite him in as Spike makes this like crazy face behind Joyce like he's going to eat her. He's like, (laughs) so good. Talking about this scene just doesn't do it justice. Nah, it's a good time. Listeners... Great if you haven't seen comedy. the scene, 25 minutes into the episode, okay? You just got to see it. It's Check it just out. phenomenal. Look at okay? it. Got to mm-hmm. look at it. Got to look at it. Ugh. So Buffy runs past Angel, knocks Spike into the counter, choking him, and she invites uh, Angel in. And Joyce asks questions that, of course, she doesn't get answers to as Buffy interrogates Spike about Willow and Xander's whereabouts. Hmm. So, you know, Joyce is because Joyce's information is that Angel is bad. Spike is good. Right. Like that was her last information. Right. Mm -hmm. And then uh, Spike, you know, says that, you know, she's like, if you, you know, if you don't let me go, like you'll never get your witch back. And and so then Joyce is like, wait, Willow's a witch. 
Yeah. And then, and Buffy's like, and Xander, and he's like, yeah, him too. And and Joyce interprets that as Xander's also a witch. <laughs> when <laughs> Spike just witch. really means that he has Xander also. Right. Just kind of like a fun comedy of errors. Yeah. Sort of that happens Let here. me just say, hot take, Sammy Joe. I'm team yeah. Spike over team Angel. Oh, yeah? I like this Spike. He's a good like time. In, in what way? Just uh, in many just, ways. Okay. I mean, physically, I think Angel's got him edged out a bit, mm-hmm. you know? He's, but, little, he's uh, got a little more of that tall, dark, handsome, right, you the know, tall, that dark, like handsome. look that you associate with a vampire, sexy vampire. Right, right. Definitely Angel's got that checkbox. I think Spike's got his own version of sexiness, you know? But it's oh, like he's, a, he's, it's like the yeah. punk rock, you know, skinny kind of vicious. Yeah. Sid mm. Vicious, Billy Sid Idol. Vicious. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you on that. But I think just mm-hmm. who I'd want to hang out with, oh, Spike, any day. Oh, yeah. I think Spike and I What are you going to do, sit around and read French, you know? Oh, obviously not. Existential literature. Poetry. With, yeah, Angel. Slam mm-hmm. poetry nights yeah. in front of the fire. Right. It'd be like, be dark nice, nights, actually. me, fire, breath, perhaps. Don't have breath. Don't have breath. <laughs> Forgot. I have to re-edit my poem and don't know where this accent is coming from because <laughs> <laughs> i'm not british <laughs> not british but perhaps i'm turning british oh no what's happening add more wood to the fire more i don't know what slam poetry fire. is pat <laughs> no, me neither i'm trying to figure it out but it's turning into a william shatner bit <laughs> <laughs> i need more cowbell i Uh-oh. need that's more like william shatner cowbell. meets cowbell <laughs> meets Christopher Walken. I don't yeah. know what happened there. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, Angel says to Spike, where are they? And Spike says, doesn't work that like that, Peaches. And when you become <laughs> all soul-having again, I thought you outgrew that. And then he says to Buffy, your friend's going to work a little magic for me. She does my spell. I let them both go. And he says, you and your great poof here want to tag along? <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> So what's he saying here? Is he talking about his hair or is he calling Angel a poof, like a, like a soft something? I I don't know. What, I mean, I think poof, I want to say, is like... I feel um, like it's a derogatory... A derogatory term for, you know, like a gay yeah. man, I think, That's in what I, uh, I British. I was thinking maybe it was that. Yeah. Um, but I was yes, also an saying effeminate, like... Effeminate or gay man. Okay, there we go. So I was thinking he was talking about his hair for a I second. Know. And I got excited. I, I was like, this is what I'm scene. always saying. I'm saying I Angel's know. got the poof on his head. <laughs> yes. Right. I know. His hair. I, I literally wrote in my notes here, I knew you would love that he called him a poof. <laughs> <laughs> but not for the reasons that Spike is calling him poof. No. Just to make right, it clear. Because Spike is probably using it as a British derogatory term for an effeminate male. For the way that I characterize his hair as yes. a poof. Poofy. Right. Poofy on the sides. Either Too way, much. it's still kind of fun. Yeah. Then he says, but you get in my way and you kill your friends. Then we cut to Oz and Cordy in Oz's van when Oz suddenly picks up a scent. A scent. Oh, right. He says it's Willow and she's afraid. Oh. Which is a... Nice little werewolf perk he's got. Yeah, a werewolf perk. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, he turns a van around, a van around, and then in an alley, Spike is sobering up and wishing he was dead, and so is Buffy. And she correctly guesses, although she doesn't know it, that Spike is probably just 
keeping Willow and Xander in the factory. Then Spike finds a park bench and he reminisces about the homeless man that he and Drew killed on it. And then Buffy pulls the crime scene tape off the door to the magic shop. They step through it and look for the ingredients. Angel taunting Spike about how fickle Drew is. So this is kind of where Angel starts saying to Spike some of the things that you said, like, oh, she's always flirting and like kissing yeah. on guy, you know, like that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And so Spike gets pissed and tries to fight Angel. Buffy calls Spike a loser. And then he says, last time I looked in on you two, you were fighting to the death. Now you're back making googly eyes at each other like nothing <laughs> happened. Makes me want to heave. Yeah, me too, Spike. Um, Buffy enough. and Angel say that they're just friends. They're doing that a lot this episode. Mm-hmm. And Spike launches into another great monologue. Yeah, this is great one that's monologue. quoted a lot. Mm-hmm. He says, you're not friends. You'll never be friends. You'll be in love till it kills you both. You'll fight and you'll shag and you'll hate each other till it makes you quiver. But you'll never be friends. Love isn't brains, children. It's blood. Blood screaming inside you to work its will. I may be love's bitch, but at least I'm man enough to admit it. Oh, snap. Yeah. yeah. That's a good one. That's uh, that's a lot of truth right there coming from this uh, punk rock vampire. Yeah. You know, it's probably the most truth that's been spoken on this show about love. Am I right? I think so. Yeah. Especially yeah. when you're a teenager, I think this is very true. Yes. It's just this crazy thing coursing through your veins. You don't know what to do with this excitement and these feelings that you have. For somebody, I mean, obviously, beyond a teenager, you can also have these feelings for other people, right? Right. Mm-hmm. But I think it's, uh, I think it's a great uh, way to sum it all up. Very I think eloquent, so too. Spike. Which is why people quote this a lot, and they yeah. have like posters of this all over the place. Really? Mm-hmm. Posters. Oh hmm. yeah, you can get a poster of this. And I like what he said right after he turns around and he just picks up a vial and goes, "Hmm, I have rat." <laughs> Yeah, (laughs) because that's one of the ingredients they're looking for. Right. (laughs) That's funny. But I think before that happens, Buffy tells him that that's what he should look for. And he's like, I used to give Drusilla rats or something. (laughs) (laughs) Of course. (laughs) Kind of mopes about that. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So I agree. Great, great monologue from Spite here. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Then we cut to the factory where Willow is pounding on a door and then she stops when she hears Xander groan and then uh, she fills him in on what's happened and they start making out again. Oh, gee. And behind them, Cordelia oh, and I knew this was come down happen. the stairs to rescue them. As soon as he got the, the scent and then he started to wake up, I'm like, this is not good. This is going to be yeah. bad timing. Bad news bears. Turns out, worst timing, or the best, considering this truth needed to come out sooner or later. It did. You know? But not so great for what happens next. Mm, Agreed. So they break apart, and Oz says, we have to get out of here. And he is, like, very pissed looking. Um, As Cordy runs back up the stairs, she's, like, so upset, distraught. She turns around and runs back up the stairs. Mm -hmm. And then the stairs give way, like some of the stairs that she was on give way under her. And she falls into the space below. Xander scrambles up the steps, followed closely by Oz and Willow. They look down at her, and the camera pans from her face to her abdomen, where a long piece of rusty iron rebar is protruding from her left side. She got impaled by some rusty rebar. God, that's got to hurt so bad. Yeah. Yeah. 
I know. In this at this moment, I was like, "What? There is so much happening in this episode. We got yeah. Spike. We got the revelation that they were together, Oz and uh, yeah. Willow are you mean making Willow out. And I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Willow and Xander were making out. Mm-hmm. Oz and Cordy saw it at the yep. same time. Cordy falls through and uh, has a major uh, accident. This yeah. is uh, big boo boo. Big boo boo. Mm-hmm. Big boo boo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we cut to the street outside the magic shop. Buffy. Oh, sorry. Spike. I don't want to call it a boo boo. Let's call it a mamaru. <laughs> what? Because <laughs> boob. Yeah. Yeah. You got it. <laughs> so, <stupid>. so funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god yeah, it took you a minute um, to catch up took me a minute took me yeah, a minute it's funny all right so buffy and spike are carrying bags of supplies when a tall vampire interrupts them and they find that they are suddenly surrounded by vamps yeah row. spike tells them that lenny the big vamp used to work for him and he does not seem happy that spike is back yeah. buffy wants to go but spike tells her i die your chums die so they fight the vamp gang Oh, and yeah, this is big a fight. long scene, so I'm just going to give you some quick vamp fight highlights. Okay? Yeah. Also, Angel f- what? reminds me of Streets of Rage. You ever play that video game? No. Mm, good time. All right, continue on. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, so Angel throws one, like kind of flips a vamp into a trash can. That was kind yeah. of fun. Oh, yeah. Spike fights a bunch of them off while standing on the hood of a car. Mm. And Buffy kills two at once in a vamp kebab move. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Stakes them together. Yep. Uh, Outnumbered, Buffy, Angel, and Spike go back into the magic shop and barricade the front door and the window that's there. Mm -hmm. Um, A few of them make it into the back door, and then Angel kind of like goes to to like keep that closed, um, barricade it himself. Mm -hmm. And they battle some more. They're really wrecking the hell out of this magic shop. Yeah, this magic shop, uh, it's not coming back anytime soon. All no. right. Well, also the shopkeeper died, so. Oh. Right. I mean, we don't know if. She got yeah. fed on. Yeah. So. Yeah, she's not yeah. going to reopen anytime soon. No. Mm-hmm. Somebody else will have to buy it. We cut back to the factory where Xander pretty skillfully like climbs down into the hole that Cordy fell through. I was yeah. like, oh, that's especially because he's hurt. Like this was pretty. You know what that is? Good. That's that mm-hmm. boyfriend strength that we were talking yeah. about. You know? Yes. Exactly. Just the the adrenaline kicks in and, you know, not not as much as mom's strength, but it's boyfriend strength. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Willow tells them that Oz went to get help. Then we cut back to the vamp fight and Lenny makes it inside and he calls Spike soft, which sets Spike off because that's what Drew called him. Yeah. Um. So Lenny says that he's soft like baby food. <laughs> and then Spike says... <laughs> Well, then, let's give baby a taste. And as, yes. <laughs> as Buffy... This was amazing. I know. As I Buffy helps it. Angel, who isn't at his, at his full strength yet, Spike <laughs> slams Lenny's face into a smash, table again smash, and smash. again. And what's he saying? Do you baby remember? like his supper. Why doesn't baby have a nap? <laughs> yes. Then he flips him onto the table and says, why doesn't baby have a nap? And then he stakes him. <laughs> oh yeah i was laughing so hard writing these notes this so is like funny. charlie as a vampire yeah. right am <laughs> yeah. i right yeah 
You're just right. Feel like that's that's what something would happen. he would say. That would be his tough guy quip. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Angel gets the idea to throw bottles of holy water at the vamps that are breaking through the barricaded window. So they start chucking holy water at the vamps, and the vamps run screaming. And then Spike stands back up and watches them run, and he's like. <sighs> Now that was fun. And he <laughs> turns to face Buffy and Angel. And he's like, oh, don't tell me that wasn't fun. Oh, yeah. Oh, God, it's been so long since I had a decent spot of violence. Mm-hmm. Really puts things in perspective. Yeah, and this then he is tells all he them, needed. Yeah, he tells him sod the spell. He tells him their friends are in the factory, of course. Yeah. He says, I'm really glad I came here, you know. I've been all wrongheaded about this, weeping, crawling, blaming everybody else. I want Drew back. I just got to be the man I was. And he stands up tall and he says, the man she loved. I'm going to do what I should have done in the first place. I'll find her wherever she is, tie her up, torture her until she likes me again. There you go. (laughs) Now you're thinking straight, Spike. (laughs) He walks past them toward the door and then he turns back and he's like, love's a funny thing. And then sure he just is. leaves. <laughs> yeah, see, this is all he needed. You know, yeah. this is this this kind of big old fight like this in the alley that bleeds into a magic shop and on, there's a whole bunch of tough guy lines and stuff. This is uh, chicken soup for the vamp soul. You know, this is I exactly agree. what he needed. That's mm-hmm. all he needed. And here he is, just here right he back is. with it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, in the hole in the stairs in the factory... Xander makes it down to Cordy and rubs her forehead, telling her to hold on. And she weakly says that she can't see him. And then her head rolls to the side and she lets out an exhale. And Xander goes, Cordy! And we get a shot from above Cordelia's body. um, Yeah. From above of Cordelia's body, just still next to Xander. Yeah. Then we cut to a cemetery a oh. funeral in progress. Oh, my goodness. A priest reads a sermon as a camera pans over the scene. What are you thinking at this moment, Pat? Okay, well, let me read you my notes because this is what yeah. I was thinking real time. Cordelia okay. on the rebar, period. Stop. <laughs> okay, Cordelia on the rebar, stop. Cordy dies, all caps, many exclamation points. All in caps, I write, funeral, and then I type, for somebody else wicked fake out <laughs> <laughs> so you so you I thought fell for it. this was hers oh 100 percent. yeah and then i was like maybe they're gonna bring her back with a spell i i had no idea what what was going on but i thought she yeah. was dead the yeah. way that they directed that scene and edited it together with the cemetery and everything yeah oh they faked me out oh yeah because she Knox like gives like the last me. breath it looks yeah. like mm-hmm. yeah yeah Oh, yeah. I mean, I for sure, first time I saw this, thought Cordy was dead. Yeah. I remember thinking that. Um, I think that's the intention. (laughs) Camera pans over the scene, then tilts down to focus on Buffy and Willow walking on the street next to the cemetery. And Buffy says, so Cordelia's going to be okay? (laughs) I'm like, what? Really? You get rebar through the body and you're just okay? Yeah, well. I mean, I don't know how bodies work, so it's fine. Well, Willow says she lost a lot of blood, but none of her vitals were punctured. So, Well, that's good. That was good. Yeah. And maybe she had recently had a tetanus shot, you know? Oh, perhaps. So. I mean, that makes sense because like those magicians, sometimes, you know, you see them like take like those long needles and put them through their bodies and they're fine. Yeah. Yeah. So wow. it can happen. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> it's pretty intense. Yeah. Pretty intense. Like um, David so, Blaine does it. It's pretty cool. 
Um, Willow tells Buffy that Xander hasn't seen Cordelia yet because she wasn't allowed visitors at first. And Oz isn't speaking to Willow. Oh, Buffy tells Willow that she's got to give it time and prepare for groveling. Yeah, that's what you get, Willow. That's what you get when you do something that awful Mm -hmm. to a wonderful guy. Right. What if he goes full werewolf and then just like takes off to Transylvania for a walkabout or runabout? Well, maybe that can make your predictions. Mm. All right, I'll think about it. Why would he go to Transylvania? I don't know. It just seems like a cool werewolf hangout spot, you Mm -hmm. know? But that's where vampires are. Good point. I feel like he'd go somewhere. I mean, I guess Transylvania is pretty woodsy, but... No, I could see him hanging out in Iceland. Yeah. I think that'd be a good werewolf hangout spot. Yeah. You know, on the volcanic rocks. You know? Just kind of majestically running across the landscape majestically and beautifully. Yeah. Mm-hmm. With a pack of werewolves. Right. Yeah, I'm doing it Dream. now. <laughs> <laughs> I gotcha. It only no. took like, you know, 20 episodes. <laughs> Werewolf. <laughs> uh, so then we cut to the hospital where Xander brings Cordelia flowers and her head is turned away from him and she's just ignoring him. Ooh, and cold. then it sound once Xander kind of like sounds like he's starting to apologize, she mm-hmm. turns to face him and she says, Stay away from me. Mm-hmm. And then he leaves and she starts to cry. Poor Cordy. Poor Cordy. <laughs> this really made me sad. I know. I didn't me like too. seeing Cordy hurt for some reason. It like well, struck a chord. Because she was so tough. And you then missed my she pun. like. Huh? You missed my pun. Oh. What'd struck you say? Struck a chord. Struck a chord. Oh, that's yeah. good. Well, you could use that pun again in a second. Okay. Um,. But yeah, she, you know, she was like very tough, kind of bitchy. But then we see this soft, nice right. side of her. She yeah. loves Xander. She just can't help but love Xander. Layers, like she said last episode or two yeah. episodes ago. Yeah. yeah. She's got layers. So it's very sad. It is sad. We cut to Angel's mansion. Buffy enters and tells him that she isn't coming back. She says, we're not friends. We never were. And I can fool Giles and I can fool my friends, but I can't fool myself or Spike for some reason. What I want from you, I can never have. You don't need me to take care of you anymore, so I'm going to go. And Angel says, I don't accept that. Buffy says, but you have to. But Angel doesn't want to hear this. He says, there's got to be some way we can still see each other. And she says, there is. Tell me that you don't love me. But Angel says nothing. And after a long moment, Buffy turns and leaves. Then we cut to Willow's room. She's sitting on the floor staring at her Pez, which sadly. We cut to the bronze mm. where Oz is sitting on one of the pool tables in a dark, the dark and empty club. His guitar in his hand, but he's also staring sadly off into space. So this Aww. struck a chord with <laughs> him too. That's true. Yeah. That's where I was saying you could use it again. Right. Then we cut to the library and Xander is kind of trying to keep himself busy, reshelving books for once in his life, probably. This is kind of a um, lost ending right here. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, a little montage, you know? Little then we cut to montage. Cordy's uh, hospital, but it's a sad one. <laughs> yeah. Unlike that's the true. lost happy it's not ones. happy ones. We cut to Cordy's hospital room and she's lying in her bed uh, with her kind of like hand up against her temple 
staring blankly at the ceiling. Then we cut to the quad at school. Buffy sits alone on a bench looking sadly down at the ground as other students pass by in slow-mo. It's all very sad, slow scenes. Then we cut to a highway out of town. Now we're talking. Now we're speeding up because Spike's car races by (laughs) with Gary Oldman's version of My Way from City. That's Gary Oldman? That's what the transcript says. I'm like, I don't know how they would know that, but that's what it says. Uh, It's blaring on the radio. And Spike is rocking out, screaming the lyrics as he smokes and he's defying the daylight, (laughs) driving with only his blackened windows to protect him. Greased out windows. I don't know how I've never seen Sid and Nancy because I love Gary Oldman. I've never seen Sid and Nancy either. Well, we should assign that to ourselves. Perhaps we shall. That's it. Spike driving off into the sunlight. Sunrise? Sunrise? Sunlight. Sunlight. He's driving off into the sun. <laughs> He's driving, okay? Rocking out to my way. So that's the yeah. song that he was also singing at the beginning. Yeah, loved it. Loved the whole uh, tie-in with my way. Yeah. yeah. What did you think, Pat? Any final thoughts? Oh, so much fun. I hate to sound like a broken record here, but yeah, this is great. I, I wasn't expecting to see Spike return, and I get very giddy when he crashed through the sign. Like, I got very excited. Like, it's like, you knew yes, as soon as the rock and roll back. music started playing, you were like, okay, yeah. I know where but, this is going. Right. I did. But it seems like he's uh, he's going away again. But he'll be back. Don't worry. You know? But I just want to keep him, you know, fresh in the minds of the audience. Like, oh, yeah, this guy. Don't forget about Spike, as if we could. Right. Now, he'll be back. Well, yeah. You can make a prediction about that. Okay. All right, you want some trivia? Yeah, hit me with trivia. So Spike's arrival in Sunnydale in the opening is a near-perfect recreation of his arrival in School Hard. Mm-hmm. We already talked mm-hmm. about this. Mm-hmm. Deja vu. Deja vu. And Vous speaking j'ai. of French stuff, yeah. Jean-Paul Sartre's La Nausée, or Nausea, is a pretty fitting book for Angel to be reading because it centers on the character Antoine Roquentin, a former adventurer who's living alone in a town called Bouville, which is literally mud town in French. Bouville? Is that where all the <laughs> ghosts live? <laughs> it's B-O-U. <laughs> um, oh. And he has no friends. He's out of touch with his family. And he often resigns himself to eavesdropping on other people's conversations and watching their actions from a distance. Mm, that's not creepy his- at all in Bouville. Uh, his isolation leads him to start having debilitating nausea hence the name of the book so he attempts to heal himself by interacting with others but he's not really sure how to do that so he just ends up being aloof and cold around people sound like anybody you know kind of sounds like angel right oh yeah good point and then he hopes that seeing his former lover will Mm -hmm. annie or ani will cheer Mm -hmm. him up but she says that she's changed and she must wow. get on with her life. A lot of parallels. And tired of feeling bad and his inability to connect with people, Antoine ultimately begins to doubt his own existence. Yeah. So, How many times do you think he tried to talk to Buffy about the book? So, uh, Buffy, I don't know if you read this book about uh, Antoine and Bouville, but, um, well, let me just tell you the story, and I don't know if it sounds familiar, but... Um, and then he just repeats what you just said. <laughs> and yeah, she's like, I doubt okay, not I feel interested. Like, 
feel like that's not something that they talk about. <laughs> right. I feel like he just wants her to see him reading it. So she'd be like, I wonder what that book's about. Well, he he wasn't reading it when she was around. He was reading it when Spike was spying on him. Oh, true. Yeah. And Spike was like, ugh, you're a cool guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is kind of right, what I Spike. said, too. <laughs> Sick burn, man. <laughs> Big fan. Big fan. Uh, I know. <laughs> so, yeah, I, it, I didn't know. Well, I know Jean-Paul Sartre's work because I took philosophy class, and I took a class that was specifically, or, or I think it was uh, like an English like a section of my English class was on like existential literature. Mm -hmm. um, and so I read some Jean-Paul Sartre. I haven't read this, but I was like, I got to learn a little bit more about this book because I feel like it's probably something that like really correlates with Angel. And of course it did. So yeah, just found that kind of interesting. Some, some little nerd trivia for you. Very nerdy. Won't find that in IMDb. Okay. Mm, I wrote that myself. That's what we bring to this podcast. We do a deep dive into the trivia. Yeah. Yeah. Mostly on Sammy's side. I do. The Buffy. <laughs> but, Cause, you know. Because, you know, I like you know. doing that. <laughs> Speaking of which, you got more trivia or are we? I uh, do. According. Okay. So James Marsters apparently burnt his hand very badly oh, while gosh. he was filming the scene where Spike is struck by sunlight mm. while he's drunk. Um, but rather than go to a, the onset medic, he per, he pretended everything was fine and then went to a hospital right after shooting. Jeez. Rep. Yeah. Poor James. I know. I mean, Buffy's... at least it made it into the show, you know? Yes. Pain is temporary. Film is forever. Yes. Yes. That is true. <laughs> <laughs> As a child, Charisma Carpenter really was impaled on a rebar. Oh my God, what? Yeah, I did not know this. This was a new thing that I just learned. So she oh. was playing in the backyard of her house where they were building a pool and there was no fence around it. She slipped and punctured her stomach on a piece of rebar poking out of the concrete. Oh my word. But How crazy is that? Do you think she was like, I mean, impaled, or was it like I got a boo-boo on my stomach from this piece of rebar? I mean, it says that she punctured her stomach on it. Punctured. There Ooh. is there is a scar because it. Um, the trivia went on a little bit more. Yeah. Some of it I felt like was kind of um, spoilery, so I didn't okay. really write it down. But basically, she has a scar from it that kind of looks like it's not worse than like you know if she had her appendix removed. Gotcha. But there is a scar. So wow. That's had crazy. To be, had to be somewhat. You what know, a crazy coincidence, intense. huh? Well, I'm kind of wondering if they wrote that into this, like if it was an Perhaps. experience that she talked about and they like wrote it into this. I don't know. You're like, ooh, that's a good Seems one. kind of a weird thing to relive, but. Yeah, I know. But they, I mean, maybe one, that's how she was able to dial in that uh, that performance, the dramatic, heartbroken performance. You know? Maybe. I mean, one it. thing. I know I've told you this. I've said this several times before, but like... What? You retell a story? Never happens. <laughs> well, in the writing room, Joss Whedon would ask the writers to bring their like worst, like tell me about your worst day. Right. And they yeah. would work that into like monsters. So yeah. I don't know so, if they did that with the actors too, but... Sounds like it. Yeah. Sounds like it's a possibility. Yeah. Definitely sounds yeah. like too much of a coincidence, I feel like. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, Buffy's last words to Angel, tell me that you don't love me, are identical to the script that she and Angel were forced to reenact in when the they school. are possessed by ghosts of the murder-suicide couple right. in I Only Have Eyes for You. Isn't that the one where uh, Yana died? Mm, Is that the same no. episode? 
that's not the same episode. Oh no no no, 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 it's not. It's that that's was later on. The episode right after or two episodes after, I can't remember. Because yeah, I was thinking about it because that's when Giles hears the pol- polter yeah. poltergeist. Poltergeist. Yeah, that's the one I'm thinking of. Yeah. Anywho. Um last piece of trivia, Spike and Drusilla were inspired by Sid Vicious and his girlfriend Nancy. Oh. Um, and Spike sings along to the Gary Oldman cover of My Way by the Sex Pistols at the end. There you go. There's a nice tie-in, huh? Yeah. So, yeah, he was, I think he was a cross between, because I feel like I read another piece of trivia that said that he was like Billy Idol inspired gotcha. too. So, mm-hmm. Billy Idol and Sid Vicious. Makes sense. Anyway, that's uh, that's Buffy. Great. Excellent trivia, excellent episode. You ready to get into some Lost? I am ready to get into some Lost. Let's get into Lost. So this is Lost Season 2, Episode 14. This one is titled One of Them. One of Them. One of Them. One of Them. Original air day is 15th of February. 2006, written by Damon Lindelof and Carlton Cuse, and directed by Stephen Williams. Predictions, Sammy Joe, what do you got? Predictions. Okay, so I predicted the backstory would be Hurley, Libby, or Saeed. Okay, <laughs> and you really covered right. some bases there now, didn't you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Talk about me riding some lines here. Okay, but there's like... 20 characters on Lost whose backstories it could be. Okay, so I feel well, like I still know. narrowed it down quite a bit. Mm. Mm. And I was still right. Mm. I said, someone's going to find that stash of guns and there's going to be another accident. And mm-hmm. I also don't think this is the end of Jack's attempt to create an army. He's not going to be happy things didn't go his way and that there's a new sheriff in town. He won't take it lightly. He's going to be pissy and do his Jack scramble and try to get the guns back. <laughs> the whole scramble. Yeah. Okay. All right. Great. All right. So this episode starts with a wild flashback in Iraq where Saeed and his comrades are getting bombed in a compound of sorts. And so Saeed, finally I got a backstory, right? You got a backstory, right? Well, a long I time. mean, you know, when you cast three stones, you might hit something. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. Saeed. You might hit some ranch dressing. <laughs> you might hit some ranch dressing. Saeed and the others, uh, you know, his other fellow soldiers are, they're like burning documents and shredding documents or something, like trying to get rid of some evidence, you know? Yeah, they maybe. are. And Evidently. So, evidently. And a bunch of American soldiers come busting in with their guns and they force everyone onto the floor at gunpoint. Saeed translates and saves a man who's about to get shot, who's still like doing the scramble, trying to burn everything. Yeah. And he uh, translates to um, uh, his... Commanding officer. Sorry, I fell asleep for a second. <laughs> um, <clears throat> and I'm back. And I'm back. Saeed also, translates... I know that mm-hmm. Saeed gets out of this alive, obviously, but I was yeah. like worried for him. I was still like... Yeah. Seriously intense worry for him. Right. I know. So Saeed translates, saves a man who's about to get shot, and then covers for com- his commanding officer who's in the room with them. But the soldier doesn't buy it, and he knocks Saeed out with his gun. Then we cut to Saeed nice. getting pulled out of a group of detainees, and he's questioned. The American sergeant who's questioning him 
Um, he questions him about the commanding officer and where he might have went. And Saeed tells him that this man went to Hilla. And then they go through a door and the sergeant says, welcome to Hilla. And we see the commanding officer, Tariq, sitting there in the room. Cut to the island. Saeed washing up. Okay. Yeah, we get a yeah. lot of lusty shirtless men here. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, you know, it's starting you gotta... to turn into Temptation Island. This is true. Yeah, but you know, all those uh, what do you call them? I don't know. TV flippers. <laughs> I don't know what I'm trying to say. The people who are flipping the channels, channel oh, flippers. Okay? okay. I thought you were gonna talking about fluffers. No, not fl- Come on, Sam Joe. <laughs> flippers. Flipper. Yeah. It's flipping. Channel so if they're surfers. Flipping, channel, there we go. That's what Flippers. I was looking for. <laughs> they're took, flipping. They're surfing. A, you know, some flipping. kind of water sport. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So channel surfers, if if they're going channel to channel, and then all of a sudden you come across Saeed washing up. Oh, yeah. You might just you be like, s- hang on. Hello. Let's slow down. I don't care what gender you are and what you like. What's going on? My attention is peaked. Anywho. Uh, so he washes up. Anna Lucia shows up asking where Jack is. She then pulls Saeed into the jungle to show someone walking through the jungle. Mysterious. Saeed mm-hmm. tells Anna so Lucia. So mysterious. I have no idea who this could be. Me neither. Okay. Saeed says, go back. I'll deal with this. And don't tell anyone what you saw. And then yeah, Saeed. Yeah, and I was like, why? Does he think that they would try to kill her? I don't know. I don't know why it was a big secret. But, I mean, I guess she did still hear Aaron the last time they saw her. So, you oh, know, that's she's true. not exactly on the on the up she, and up with the... Right. She might cause middies. some alarm, but yeah. he's got like an in with her. Like, he's like, I know how to talk to her. But yeah, I everyone can, else I freaks out. Her. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So maybe that's it. Don't want Jack doing the Jack scramble. Oh, we don't want that scramble going. You know, it's yeah. too early in the morning, still washing up. No time for scramble. Okay. <laughs> So uh, Saeed approaches Danielle Rousseau, who is walking with her gun through the jungle, and he asks what she's doing there, and Danielle responds with, looking for you. And then in the jungle, Saeed and Rousseau, they walk together. Rousseau is leading Saeed to a place that she explains is important. Well, first, before she starts leading him, she says, I was going to wait until dark and find you in your tent. Oh, yeah, that's a better way to do it. There, but then, then he said, why? And I wrote in all caps. You know why, Saeed. For sex. <laughs> <laughs> You're very on the nose with that. Well, remember when um, she had him captured? Oh, she's yeah. Like, she was like, I haven't, I haven't yeah. touched anyone in 10 years or something. Right. She said something like, I miss the touch of a man or something like that. Yeah. That's yeah. what she wanted. I know. She was so. going to come in there with her gun and. All right. Say, Easy. Mommy thirsty. <laughs> <laughs> no, there you bastard. No, I turned you don't get to mommy thirsty me with Danielle mm, Rousseau. Yes, I do. <laughs> oh, no way. <laughs> oh, man. How about a taste of your own medicine, oh, Patrick? Oh, I don't like it. All right. <laughs> nice job. She says, this place <laughs> that I'm taking you, taking you to, there's something that will help you, something important. As for trust... Take this. And she offers her rifle. Saeed takes it. And she says, if I'm lying, it's yours to use. This is a great way to earn somebody's trust. Yeah. Just give them a weapon and be like, kill me if I'm lying. How about that? That's a pretty good bargaining chip. All right. Yeah. You're like, okay, fine. (laughs) Let's do this thing. Show me what you got to show me. Flashback. Also, 
Saeed coming from the army, coming from, you know, a guy who's an expert in torture. He should have yeah. been like, okay, great. This is awesome. Do you have any other weapons on you? Or perhaps a- Turn out your pockets. Mm. Turn out your socks. Oh, yeah. That would have been smart. You know? Turn out your saying. book sock that you have on your head. Yeah. All right. What's that all, a boot? What's that all, <laughs> book? <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. It's silly. Uh, so, yeah. Flashback to Saeed being forced to translate between the American soldiers and his commanding officer, Tariq, in an interrogation room. Tariq says in- uh, uh, Arabic. There you go. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yep. Tariq says in Arabic, you are a disgrace. You are an Iraqi soldier. Steal his gun and kill them all right there on his belt. You can get a few of them before you are killed. And the officer asks for the translation of what Tariq just said. And Saeed says, I'm sorry. He does not know where this guy is because they're looking for like uh, a pilot or something that went missing. Right. Sergeant Austin is leaving and he says, okay, you uh-huh. had your chance. Guards, I was right. lock him back up. <laughs> you caught it, huh? I caught it, but not till much it. later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there's something that, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we cut back to the island. Sawyer is chasing a tree frog noise. Sawyer well, he says, doesn't know what it is. He doesn't know what it is. It's just some noise. He says it's a frog and I'm like, kind of sounds like an annoying bird to me. What's it sound like? Or maybe a frog Can you bird. reenact it for me and for the listeners, Sammy Joe? I can't. I wish no. I could. I The only thing I can think of that's sort of similarly annoying to it is a fucking cat bird, which we have <laughs> in our- bird. Yeah. Like, I don't like cats. <gasps> What's a cat bird? I don't bird? like birds. You combine yeah. the two of them and that's like the worst I'm thing literally that you picturing could a cat bird, planet. like a meow meow cat with wings. Yeah, no, they they and just I can't sound get out of my head. like <laughs> all alone in the world with a little cat bird. <laughs> <laughs> no, they just sound like annoying meows. Yeah, it's like it's like oh yeah, <laughs> that's how they sound. And wow. this frog thing didn't sound like that, but it no. sounded like a frog bird. Like it kind of sounds bird. like a like a. <laughs> there we go that's what i was looking for <laughs> thank you you got it out of me i, I don't love know it. that but it like at first it kind of sounds like it's starting to rip yeah. it but then it st- sounds like a squawk right so i i was like maybe this is a frog bird like if this right. was avatar the last airbender land it would be a frog bird right i'm with you okay great thank you for that expert analysis of yeah. uh, cat birds and frog birds. That You're was welcome. fantastic. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> Sawyer's looking for this tree frog, or the, at least the noise. He doesn't know what it is. But he says, this is unbelievable. And then Jin walks by and he says, hey, hey, you hear that thing? You hear that frog? That frog? You want to help me find it? And then Jin kind of gives him a strange look and he walks away. <laughs> and then Sawyer says, what, we ain't friends anymore? <laughs> that was kind of funny. Yeah, I'm like, no, Sawyer, remember? Remember the whole long speech about the guns and how you're the sheriff and whatnot? I mean, yeah, come on. you can't just be friends now. Right, you can't just give a speech like that. Are you the sheriff or are you friends? Right. You can't be <laughs> yeah. both. Right, mm-hmm. Yeah, no sheriff is a friend of mine, except for no. Woody. Right. Yeah, he's, he's and that's why they me. should call him Woody. I'm telling you, it's yeah. all coming back, because now he's the new sheriff. Okay. Yeah, you're right. You did call say that Woody. last episode, I think. Yeah. 
Yeah. Good point. So Sawyer heads into the jungle trying to find the source of the sound, and he stumbles upon old Hurley having a little snackaroo. He's dipping chips. He's He's dipping chips. food. Yeah, into a big tub of ranch dressing, and he's got his own honey hole yeah, of all sorts yeah, of snacks. Yeah, he's got the ranch dressing. Yeah, he's got. I I didn't know that there was more tubs. Oh, I mean, there's probably a hundred tubs of ranch dressing. You think dressing. so? Right, because you still that's shouldn't a shoot any of them. You shouldn't. You certainly shouldn't. But that's the bad boys club, you know. What are you gonna have on your salad days? Oh, right. Yeah, my salad days. You know, ranch dressing. Ranch dressing all day long. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. He finds Hugo dipping chips with his ranch dressing, and let's do some lines. What do you say there, Sammy Joe? I'm into it. All right. So do you want to be Hurley or Sawyer? Mm, that's a tough choice. I don't know. Who Do you have a preference? I'll be, be uh, I'll, I'll be Sawyer. You want to be Hurley? I kind of want to be Hurley. Okay, fine. Okay. Well, <laughs> Go you ahead. Got... Oh, okay, so I'll be Sawyer and, and you're Hurley. action. What do you got there, Rerun? Uh, nothing. Hurley covers up the dressing and some other food that he's got. Yeah, well, you got a spot of nothing on your chin there. Dharma Initiative Ranch Dressing. You know you're supposed to refrigerate that after you open it. Well, actually, in the back it says it'll keep at room temperature for up to seven years. Well, well, look who's got a secret stash. Please, dude, you can't tell. What, that you stole food from the group? Now, why would I do that? Come on, man, please. And then Sawyer hears the frog. Son of a bitch. And Sawyer starts looking around for the frog while he puts his hand on the gun in his waistband. Dude, it's just a tree frog. Have you seen it? Yeah. Tell you what, you help me find that thing, you can keep right on ranch dipping. We got a deal? (laughs) That's great. I think uh, I do a way more Southern Sawyer, though. <laughs> yeah? You think my, so? I feel like my accent is like a little more deep South. Yeah. I think one of my favorite Sawyerisms is the well wells. Well, well. Well, well. <laughs> Looks like you got yourself a little crushy, you know? You always yeah. say something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love it. So I got to tell you, though, like, uh-huh. I would be just as fucking crazy as Sawyer trying to hunt down this noisy bastard. Really? Because, like, I know so do many noises people like this. who can sleep through, like, Dave can sleep through anything. The yeah. fucking cat birds in the morning don't bother him. Mm-hmm. And I'm, like, I'm, like, murderous if I wake up to a really? cat bird or something. So you'd be right next to Sawyer. You'd be like, let's find yeah, this thing. I, not quite to the level that he takes it to, but <laughs> almost. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, All but right. I would be like, I am going to fucking hunt this bastard down. <laughs> wow. I would not, because I wouldn't be able frog, to sleep. frog, Sammy Joe. Little, yeah. little froggy. Making that know? much noise? Part of nature, you know? It would drive me crazy. So back in the jungle with Saeed and Rousseau, Rousseau leads Saeed to her net trap where she's caught a man who's inside yelping for help. And Saeed approaches the man in the net. She tells Saeed that he's one of them. And anything he says that he's lying. Saeed says, how long has he been up there? And then the man says, since last night, please just cut me down. My name is Henry Gale. I'm from Minnesota, please. And then Danielle says, he's lying. And Saeed decides to cut him down. And then Danielle Mm -hmm. says, you're making a serious mistake. And as Saeed cuts him down and tries to comfort the man, 
he sees Danielle loading her crossbow. She's ready for business. And, yeah, so uh, he might have taken her gun, but now she's got a crossbow because she stashed it. Right, right. She's she like, whatever, he can take my gun. I got a fucking crossbow stashed right, I got around a whole the arsenal all around the island. Don't worry about me, all right? Yeah. So he takes off running this guy, and as the man runs off, Danielle crossbows this guy in his back. Bam! Which is, to me, a crossover because oh. the rebar through the back and also Yikes. the bolt through the back. Very similar. Right, mm, both sure. can extract the 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 thing that's impaled somebody in the cool. back. Crossover. Yeah. Um, so keep going. Saeed says, "You shot this man with no provocation," and Danielle says, "He is one of them. Tie him up. You should take him to your doctor. He is no good to you, dead." And Saeed starts tying him up, and he says, "And then what?" And Danielle says, "You talk to him, Saeed. As I recall, that is what you do." But know this, he will lie. A long time, he will lie. And Saeed starts carrying this man back to camp. So, how does she know that he will lie? Did she interrogate him? What did he say? Ask some questions, Saeed. Saeed, you're not asking questions. He's like, sure, I'll carry this guy back and I'll ask him questions, but why not ask Rousseau some questions first? Well, you know. How do you know this guy is going to lie? Rousseau's also a ticking time bomb. You never know when she's going to flip, you know? I think yeah, but you gotta, he's got a gun still. That's true, but you got to limit your interaction with her. She's kind yeah. of, uh, you know, unpredictable. Loose okay? cannon? Mm, yeah. Which Perhaps. is Loose a crossbow. crossover as well. True. Yes. So flashback to some gruff dude talking with Saeed, and I was like, hey, this guy looks familiar. Did you recognize what he's from? The I CIA guy? I did not recognize his face. Um, mm-hmm. I thought his voice sounded familiar, but Dave did recognize his voice he big did. time. And then he yeah. looked it up later. Okay. So and the... I don't remember any of the things. I know that he was in both avatars. <laughs> of course. Everybody's an avatar, right? <laughs> everybody everybody who has a good voice. And I was yeah. like, oh, that makes total sense. Like the guy that this, this guy voices, I was like, yeah, yeah, that makes total sense. He does have a good voice. Yeah, this actor's name is Clancy Brown. And I know him as the bad guard dude in Shawshank Redemption. Yes, that's what, yes. that's the first one that Dave brought up too. Right. And we just watched that in Movie Club not too long ago. So We did. Yeah. He's yeah. also in Starship Troopers, but I don't fully remember that as much. Uh, so flashback, we see Saeed handcuffed, being taken by two soldiers to see Joe Inman, apparently a CIA operative. And so he lays out the reality of the situation that Saeed is in, basically saying all the bad things that this Tariq guy has done to different uh, neighborhoods and things. You know, it ties to uh, Saeed's past in yeah, some well, way. he shows him a video and he's like, oh, your family yeah, lived right. in this village, didn't they? And Pulling on the heartstrings. He gets, Saeed gets very upset. It was hard to watch him get upset like that. So sad. Yeah. So he's trying to convince Saeed to get the info out of this guy, Tariq. And Saeed says, Tariq will never talk to you. And this guy says, that's why you're going to have to make him talk to you. And he hands Saeed a box of tools. Mini boo box. Mini Poo Box. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if he bought it in Booville. <laughs> uh, certainly didn't get it in Boobville. <laughs> Mamoraville, please. Okay. Mamoville. <laughs> Mamoville. In the hatch, Locke sleeps 
in the jungle, the mighty jungle, the lucky sleeps tonight. Wow, so good. A wimbalak, a wimbalak, a wimbalak, a wimbalak. A wimbalak away. That needs to be a piece of content. Saeed wakes him up to show him this captured man <laughs> with an arrow through his body. And we see Locke and Saeed. Oh, no, new scene. We see Locke and Saeed looking at Gale, who is still has the arrow in his shoulder and is in pain. And Locke's kind of questioning him. He's like, Minnesota, huh? And Saeed says, that's the question, isn't it? And then Gale says- Oh, you says, know what? Before, yeah? before you go further- uh-huh. I was thinking about this and you yeah. know we were kind of making fun of like people taking hatch duty cuz it's like oh wow that seems like a fun job. But yeah. at least you get to sleep on a mattress. I know. I would be in the hatch 24/7. I okay? mean, but you only get to sleep for, you know, like 106 minutes. Yeah, that's Then fine. you got to wake back up. Uh, that's that's not something that would work for me cuz I no. can't nap. You need your REM, huh? Yeah, I would yeah. I'd be Rousseau after a couple days. <laughs> You'd be Rousseau all haggard, walking yeah. around with a crossbow, yeah. being like, where is that gorgeous Talking man? Talking in circles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I need a man touch. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, this guy, Gail, this mystery man says, where am I? And Saeed says, who are you? And he says, Henry, Henry Gale. And he's like, oh, my back. <laughs> and then Saeed <laughs> questions this Henry Gale character about how he got on the island. And he says, uh, four months ago, we crashed, my wife and I. And Saeed says, crashed in what? And he's like, a balloon. We were trying to cross the Pacific. And Saeed's like, your wife, where is she? And he's like, she died. She got, she got sick three weeks ago. We were staying in a cave off the beach. Ah, my shoulder. Uh, at least untie my arms. And then this is when Jackie enters, Ugh. and he's a bit alarmed. He's like, what the hell's going on here? And Saeed explains how Russo trapped this guy and how he might be an other. And Jack, of course, wants to fix him because he got a little boo-boo, you know? This is Jackie's, uh, uh, you know, excitement for the day. He's like, I right. get to fix somebody, well, you know? Well, as his ex-wife said to him, he always needs something to fix. Exactly. Needs something to fix, and here you go. Here's a guy who's uh, got a bolt through his uh, shoulder, so prime fixing material. Yep. Um, what's new? Locke yep. says we should let Jack treat him first, then we'll get our answers. And Saeed says, Jack, do not untie him. Hurley and so Sawyer walk Hold through on. the jungle. Yep. And my note here was, oh, he's going to untie him because Jack doesn't listen to anybody. No, Jack does what Jack wants to do, you mm -hmm. know? Mm-hmm. So Hurley and Sawyer walk through the jungle. Great scene here. Let's do some more lines, huh? Okay, you're loving this Hurley <laughs> Sawyer stuff, huh? <laughs> I think it's just fun. I don't know. <laughs> do you want to keep being, you be Hurley and I'll be Sawyer? You want to yeah, yeah, switch yeah. it up? Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. Let's keep All it. Right. Let's keep our roles, you know? Okay. This is how people get killed in scary movies. This was a scary movie. I'd be with a hot chick, not you, Barbar. It's Babar. How about you shut up, Hamo? Or your ranch disorder's going to be the <laughs> new lead item on the coconut internet. Fine, go ahead. Tell everyone that the fat guy has been hiding ranch dressing. The fat guy likes to eat. Yeah, I'm fat. Fat, 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 fat. 
You think I don't know that? At least people like me. You know what? Find your damn frog by yourself. Hurley, wait, wait. Hey, Hurley. Look, man, I'm sorry, all right? This frog is killing me. You've got to help me out. Please. Oh, I love this scene. This is great because finally, you know. Finally, someone tells Sawyer what to. He he tell, he's for? like, you know what? You just want to be a jerk? Fine. I'm, I'm done with this. Everybody knows I'm fat. Like, just go ahead. Tell them I eat everything. Who cares? Yeah. And then Sawyer actually apologizes. I don't know. This might be the first time he's apologized on the island. I'm not sure. Yeah, but I he's think like, so. I That's what I was thinking. Yeah. yeah. You really don't piss off Hurley, okay? You be nice to Hurley. Yeah, you be nice to Hurley, okay? Hurley everybody, is everybody a be sweetheart. be nice to Hurley. Hurley is a yeah. tender, sweetheart, loving baby. Right, who likes ranch dressing. Who likes ranch dressing. And that's cool. That's fine. Okay. If it keeps him happy, whatever. Whatever. In the hatch, Jack takes the arrow out of the mystery man's body, and we rack focus to Locke and Saeed talking about the situation sort of in the foreground, right? Mm-hmm. And they're talking real covertly and quietly. And Saeed and Locke hatch a plan. Saeed says, I want to find out who he is. I want the truth. And I think we know that Jack will have issues with what must be done in order to get it. So how long, John, to change the combination? And Locke yeah, says... Yeah, so hold on. So they're talking about bringing this guy into the armory. What's his name? Wanna... Something Gale? What's his first yeah, name? Henry Gale. Henry Gale. They're talking yeah. about bringing him into the armory. Armory And I got a question for you. Okay, I got okay. a Velociraptor question for you. Velociraptor question? Velociraptor. Velociraptor. Yeah. Okay. Is it still an armory if there are no weapons in it? Great question. This is a real pondery now in it. In it. Now, why is it a velociraptor question? No, it's philosoraptor. You never seen that that meme? Velociraptor? Yeah, it's a velociraptor, but uh-huh. it's called Philosoraptor, because it's philosophizing. I got you. You're memeing. You're talking meme talk to me, huh? (laughs) Philosoraptor. Yes. (laughs) They're called memes, right? (laughs) (laughs) Meme. Oh, boy. Uh, Yeah, no, that's a great question. Great, great quandary. I don't know how to answer that. Okay. Well, Perhaps we'll it's something the Google it. machine could answer. Also, I understand that Saeed is being cautious keeping Jack out of it because, you know, Jack does do a scramble and he gets crazy. But have yeah. we forgotten that Jack helped Saeed torture Sawyer? Oh, right. Good point. Yeah. And I thought Saeed had a real change of heart after smart. that. Saeed yeah, went he on did. a walkabout after that. went on his that. walkabout after. And then, and he's, nothing then changed? he found, then he found Rousseau. Rousseau and he got tortured himself. Tortured himself. And yeah. I don't know, but I and think And then he something... even opened up to Ana Lucia in the middle of the jungle there after she yeah. shot Shannon, right? You would yeah. think that he's passed all this business. I know, but all right. I think there's a reason for it and we'll come back to it. Oh, interesting. Okay. So yeah, they hatched this plan to drag this guy in, change the locks. And uh, Locke says it's going to take a couple minutes to change the combination. Saeed confirms and he says then i suggest you get started and then Ooh. jack patches up the passed out new guy and saeed and Locke convince jack to place him into the armory for safety jack and Locke exit the armory after a dragging this dude into the lock closet and then when they go to grab a cot saeed shuts the door behind them 
And when Jack asks what Saeed is doing, Saeed says, what needs to be done as he's putting putting up his hair. Oh, boy. Uh-oh. That's when you know it means business. When I put yeah. up my hair, Pat, I mean business. Really? Oh, yeah. Things are getting done I'm when getting you put down. up your hair? Getting yeah. down to business, yes. Okay. All right. Because I can't so, have it getting in my way, you know? Oh, yeah. I know. Flopping around. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. I know. So flashback <laughs> to Saeed getting ready to do some torturing. And uh, so this is in Iraq, and Tariq is laughing, and he says, uh, in Arabic, he says, this is their new bluff, that you're going to torture me? They think that you will do this? Said, you are a loyal soldier, the son of a great hero. Do not disgrace your father. You wouldn't Uh-oh. dare harm me. You will follow my orders as your commanding officer. Take that bag, put it over your head, and tape it up. Kill yourself. Now, that's an order. Do it and die with what little honor you have left. And Saeed... We have, we have more daddy issues, Pat? More daddy issues, perhaps. I mean, there's an abundance of daddy issues. You can't get around it. Every character's got them, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kate's so, got both. Kate's got both, mommy and daddy. Both sides. Saeed says back to him, he says, you would have me take my own life? The information means nothing to you. And then Tariq spits in Saeed's eye... Oh, I hate and, when that happens. Oh, yeah. But this awakens the beast, and Saeed picks up some pliers. And he's got like a little smirk on his face like, well, guess what? And if what? Sawyer was in the he's room, like, you know what he'd say? What? Well, well, well. Looks like someone's going to get the plier treatment. Or he'd say something about like a spa or something like, well, well, well. Looks like uh, you just ordered yourself... The most painful Manny Petty on earth. Something like that. Yeah. Well, I thought he was taking out his teeth. Oh, maybe. So I was going for like tooth fairy jokes. <laughs> tooth you fairy know. quips? Well, yeah. well, well. You're going to have to ask the tooth fairy for one of them dollars. How much <laughs> did you get from the tooth fairy? I feel like it varied. It depended yeah. on where I lost <laughs> my tooth. Really? It was location? based mm. yeah like if you lose it in new jersey you get like <laughs> no i feel like i got more at my mom's house but mm-hmm. she was stealing money so yeah <laughs> okay and, <laughs> but i feel like i lost a tooth once at my aunt's house uh-huh. and i got the most money there really because my aunt spoiled me they just gave you a thousand dollars. They're like, "This will show." No, it up. wasn't that much, but it was maybe maybe like ten or twenty bucks or something. Wow, you know? that's and a I lot. was like, I was like, I gotta go to Auntie Kathy's anytime I'm losing a tooth now. Yeah, just start pulling them out while you're there. Yeah, like this one's not even loose, but I don't even care. I don't even care. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I'm I'm like in in my bedroom there, just like slamming the door into yeah. my face, trying to get. What's the Sammy seat. doing in there? I don't know, but uh, I'm oh. just doing some nightly exercises. Oh, weird thing! I lost another tooth. <laughs> <laughs> also, can we go to the mall tomorrow? Slam, slam, slam. <laughs> <laughs> no, only get, you can only lose one at a time. You know, you got to space it out. Oh, okay. That makes Cause sense. Because if I lost like three Smart. at once, maybe I'd still only get 20 bucks. Oh. So if you space it out and you yeah. get 20 bucks per tooth, you know, mm, you're making more true. money that way. Right. 
Yeah. You don't want to get a bundle deal with the uh, Tooth Fairy for sure. No. Mm-hmm. How much did you get? Dollar. Always a dollar. Yeah. I feel like that was probably the standard at my dad's yeah. house. If I even mm-hmm. got, I honestly don't, I really don't remember getting money that much for, for losing my teeth. Yeah. I just remember getting a lot once from my aunt's house. Yeah. Something you don't forget. You get money as a kid. It's a big moment. Yeah. Although I don't think it hits the same with my kids. Like sometimes they, they open their cards and they get have cash in it and they're just like, okay. And I'm like, when I was your age and I saw cash, like I couldn't get it out of my head. <laughs> well, but do they buy things? Like do they understand the concept of money at this point? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like they do they have an allowance and like savings no, and stuff? Well, they have savings, yeah. Yeah, but, uh, so they we can don't... go to the store and use their savings to well, buy Well, it's Amazon-based, you know, so I guess we don't have much of the you know, money changing hands thing. Like they give us the money and we'll order it. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, I feel like you it's lose probably some of that different fun. if you walk into a store and like, hand, you know, like cashier. pick out a thing, yeah. give it to the cashier, give your money to the cashier. Like I feel like that's more tangible. Yeah. Agreed. Okay. Back in the hatch. Jack tries to get into the lock closet and questions the lock about the combination. He says, damn it, Saeed, open the door. Saeed, answer me. And then Locke says, Jack. And Jack says, why isn't this combination working, John? Did you change it? And Locke's like, yeah. He uh, said, why would yeah. you? Why? Yeah. Why would you do that? And then Locke says, you were raising an army. And Jack says, what? <laughs> and Locke <laughs> says, <laughs> and why didn't you ask me to help? Well, that's your business. But there's one reason to raise an army, Jack. And that's because we're at war. And like it or not, whatever Saeed has to do behind that door, that's a part of it, too. Mm. Mm, very wise, Lockie. Very wise. He's the Giles of this group. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the scene that's why that, Giles keeps the weapons. That's true. He's got his own and lock closet. Jack says, "What if he's telling the truth, John?" And Locke says, "What if he's not?" So Saeed inside que- the questioning closet. Rapid fire. A lot of questions here. He says, "How far? How far from the speech were you captured?" And the guy's like, "I don't know." And then he's like, how many days walk? He's like, two, two days. He's like, why did you stay on the beach for so long? He's like, why wouldn't we? We wanted to be there for flyovers. We had an emergency beacon, a transmitter. And he's like, what kind of transmitter? He's like, an ADF beacon. We wanted to make sure we would spot it. Look, whatever you think I am, I'm not. Please, please, just tell me your name. And then Saeed says, I was 23 years old when the Americans came to my country. I was a good man. I was a soldier. And when they left, I was something different. For the next six years, I did things I wish I could erase from my memory. Things which I never thought myself to be capable of. But I did come to learn this. There was a part of me which was always capable. You want to know who I am? My name is Saeed Jara, and I am a torturer. Yikes. Hey, Sammy. Oh, Saeed. Tiger don't lose its stripes, am I right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Scary. Saeed yeah. can flip a switch, man. I know. He can go full taken in a in a second. Yeah, you know? it was I mean, it was so sad though when he said when I when they left I was something different. Yeah, they changed him. Yeah, war mm-hmm. changes people, man. War. War never changes. War. Right. Huh. Huh. What, what is, is it good for? for? Absolutely not. Oh, yes. uh, something, something. Anyways, yeah. 
Hurley and Sawyer finally find the tree frog that's making all the racket. Hurley finds the frog, and he fails trying to creep up to it, or he falls <laughs> trying to keep up to it. And then Sawyer, as the frog jumps, he catches it in his hand. Yeah, and then he's Hurley, petting it. He's petting so it. Nice. So nice. And Hurley says, I have an idea. Why don't I take him, you know, far from here, like two beaches away? Then maybe he'll find, like, a Mrs. Tree Frog. And that way he won't, like, keep you up anymore. And everyone's happy. And then Sawyer goes, yeah, that's one idea. Here's another. And then he squishes the frog in his hand. I I got a shiver right before you said it because I I just just felt it. Oh, crunch. So fucked up. Yeah, it's pretty messed up. Yeah, it was all crunchy. Yeah, and Hurley's response is, dude, it's Hurley, you know, pretty sad for Hurley. And then Sawyer says, I hear with a little ranch, they taste just like chicken. And then he hands the frog to Hurley and he walks off into the jungle. You know, this this scene recently came up uh, because I'm part of uh, like lost fan groups on Facebook. Mm -hmm. And recently somebody posted about this scene. It was like, can you ever forgive... Sawyer for such monstrous acts like you know and a lot of people were like this is when he changed for me and all this like yeah yeah this is it yeah I mean I was thinking about this right because I I was like right on the same level as Sawyer crazy about fucking tree frogs get that noise out of here I gotta sleep but I don't think I would have squished it in the palm of my hand like that. Like no. if I was really pissed off and hadn't slept for days, I might have stepped on it. I'll be honest oh, with you. Oh, But I don't think so. I think if it was a frog, <laughs> I probably would have taken it to somewhere else. And then if yeah. it came back, then all bets are off. You know, yeah. I'd probably give it another chance. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's it's hard to think about that because at the same time, I'm like, I'm invading bear space. You yeah. Know? Mm-hmm. Right, you're the guest. I'm the guest. Mm-hmm. You right. you show up to a man's house for the first time, you squish him in the palm of your hands. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. <laughs> you ever show up at a man's house and go into his tree frog room and then take the tree frog and like put it in your hands and then tell him that you're going to squish him? Do you ever mm-hmm. walk into his kitchen, find his Captain Crunch, and then mix it with another cereal, kind of like a life cereal, and you know that Captain Crunch and life don't mix because it's cinnamon and also corn treat don't mix. You you ever walk into a man's house and you eat his ranch dressing? You ever walk into a man's house and like find some celery, but the celery's not good anymore, but you still dip it into some ranch dressing and it makes you sick, so you got to use his bathroom and you blow it up and you can't find the fart fan, so then it stinks up the hole downstairs, so that then when his whole family comes back, quiet. they can't eat dinner, so they all sit around looking at each other until they finally decide to stay in a Motel 6. <laughs> <laughs> I really like you as... As philosophical mountain Santa. <laughs> I think that's my favorite Pat character yeah, so far. Yeah, you like that? All right, cool. <laughs> I was like, I wanted to try to keep up with you, but I'm like, I, I don't, ha- I don't have this. <laughs> you don't. Have- <laughs> I don't have this. <laughs> you don't Pat have that level of crazy in no. your brain. Yeah. All right. Uh, so. Yeah, so in the hatch, Jack notices that the pliers are missing. Hmm, I wonder where those went, huh? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, In the interrogation closet, Saeed questions this mysterious man. How many different names are you giving this fucking thing? (laughs) I like to mix it up, First it was the armory, then it was the lock closet, and then it was the Saeed something. Now it's the 
t- the torture chamber. And now, yeah. what did you just call Questioning it? Questioning closet, Question interrogation closet, closet interrogation uh, torture closet. chamber. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, boy. I like to keep it fresh, but yeah, I like but that you're keeping up as well. Yeah, but then I can't keep track of where things are. Nah, you're fine. So, okay. uh, Saeed says, listen to me. You said you buried your wife. Tell me where. And the guy's like, what are you going to? And he's like, where? He's like, in the jungle, by the balloon, in the jungle. He's like, how deep, how deep did you dig the grave? And he's like, I don't. Wait, wait, wait. It was. Before he gets there, he asks him what he does because he says, he said that he was rich. Oh, yeah. And he's like, how did you get rich? And he's like, oh, I sold my company. What did you do? I was a miner. What did you mine? I mined non-metallic materials. And then he's like, yeah, everybody wanted to talk to me at cocktail parties. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that was funny. (laughs) (laughs) i thought that was funny yeah Yeah. anyway sorry go back to your sign and he says how deep how many shovelfuls of earth did you use your hands how long did it take you and the guy's like i don't remember and he's like you would remember you would remember how deep inside he loses his mind here he says you would remember every shovelful every moment you would remember what it felt like to place her body inside you would remember if you buried the woman you loved you would remember if it were true and then this guy says did you Did you lose someone? Did you lose someone here in the island? Did you lose someone too? What happened to her? And then Saeed opens up to him. He's like, it was an accident. It was an accident. The woman responsible thought she was someone else, someone coming to hurt her, someone like you. And then he says, just, just, this is all a mistake. Slow down here, okay? Hurting me isn't going to bring her back. And then Saeed starts to wail on this guy. Oh, Start yeah. punching him. He loses it. Wails on this guy while questioning. And then Jack can hear all the commotion from outside the door of the torture chamber and demands Locke to open the door at this moment in the computer system. And he looks batshit crazy. Who? Jack. Jack? He looks oh, yeah. nuts. Well, that's that's what your face looks like when you're in a real Jack scramble. Yeah. Real authentic Jack scramble. Yeah. You know? So the computer system starts to beep. In the background. And then the alarm starts to blare. Like, you know, it's counting down. You get the two minutes or something or a minute, you know? Yeah. It's, I think the alarm starts to go. It's either, yeah, two minutes or a minute that it starts right. to go off. Yeah. Yeah. It's imminent, though. So the alarm starts to blare and Jack's getting wild at this point. Getting that scrambling going, you know? Yeah. And Jack demands him to open the door and by putting in the combination. And Locke does this as the time is really close to winding down here. And then mm-hmm. he runs over into the computer room to enter the numbers, and he misses his deadline for the first time, because he's he's trying to punch in all the numbers. He had to. He's going too fast. Oh he my to god! I'd never backspace. be able to do this. I can't like in video games when there's yeah. timed things. I get Under so pressure. stressed out. Can't handle it. Under pressure. Yeah. Under pressure. Yeah, he misses the deadline, and the number flippers. They kind of flip out to some red, cool hieroglyphic type symbols. Yeah. There's a bird and a rocket. My note says, oh, shit, hieroglyphs, bird, rocket, stuff. Bird, rocket, stuff. I know, that can't (laughs) be good, right? No. But then we also hear sort of an ominous, loud, motor-like whirring noise that begins to spool up. up. It's like... (gasps) Right? Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Good job. Mm -hmm. Thanks. And then he enters the numbers, and then the numbers flip. The number flippers reset back to 108 minutes. Oh, and then man. the motor noise effects. quiets to a clank. Yeah, it's a woo, 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 clank like that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. 
So Saeed tells Jack that he knows that this guy is one of them. And then Jack says, how do you know? And he says, because I know he is one of them. Jack says, I think that Rousseau thought that about you once, Saeed. If I'm not mistaken, she strapped you down. She shocked you, all because she thought you were one of them. And then Locke says, he is. And Jack says, what? And Locke says, he is one of them. To Rousseau, we're all others. I guess it's all relative, huh? Locke. Yeah. And that wisdom, man. Bringing that truth. Bringing that truth. Flashback. Spike and Locke, man. They, yeah, they these have two great guys. conversations. Yeah, I would love to be a fly on the wall for that convo. Mm-hmm. What a podcast. Oh, yeah. Spike and Locke. Let's get those two characters together. I agree. Yeah. Flashback to Saeed being transported by truck with some U.S. soldiers, and they let him out in the middle of the desert to go free since they are pulling out of the war. They give him some cash, and the gruff CIA guy, Inman, says in Arabic this time, he says, one of these days there will be something you need to know. Now you know how to get it. And Saeed says, I will never do that again. But before Mm. they get out of the car... We see something. We see something. What do we see, Sammy Joe? So I wrote the picture that army guy was holding kind of looked like yeah. Kate. Was that mm. Kate's dad? Yeah. So this was you Kate's said, dad. You said Sergeant Austin or Sergeant Austin. Lieutenant, whatever. I don't know. I That's don't know him. the army ranks. <laughs> Sergeant Austin. Sergeant Austin, I think. yeah. Lieutenant, so. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, so that was Kate's dad is part of the the group there and she was wow. all you know it was a long time ago so small uh, world she was younger yeah small world, she definitely huh? looked younger i was like this doesn't look like today kate no no i think it's like a teenage version of kate yeah because it feel like it took me a second yep so on the beach saeed tells charlie about the stranger captured in the hatch and how he beat him badly and saeed says jack asked me how i knew i knew for sure that this man was lying how I knew for sure that he was one of them, one of the others. I know because I feel no guilt for what I did to him, but there is no way I can ever explain that to Jack or even Locke because both of them have forgotten. And then Charlie says, Forgotten? What? And Said says, That you were strung up by your neck and left for dead. That Claire was taken and kept for days during which God only knows what happened to her. Yeah. That these people, these others, are merciless. Mm-hmm. And that they can take any one of us whenever they choose. So tell me, Charlie, have you forgotten? Thank you, Saeed. Boom. Lost title. Yeah. So that's the episode. Oh, dip. Ranch dip. Oh, ranch dip. Yeah. yeah so that's... Whew. Whew. Yeah. More torturing, you know? Yep. What do you think of this guy that they captured? What's What's your take on him? Or do you want to save that for predictions? I want to save that for predictions. All right. You want some trivia? I do. All right. Here's your trivia. Although it is believed that sarin gas was used by Iraqi forces in the Iraq-Iran War, there's no record of its use in the Gulf War within Iraq or otherwise. However, the timeline suggests that the attack Tariq was responsible for occurred during the 1980s, as Kelvin mentions, it happened in the north where Kurds suffered at the hands of Saddam Hussein and Chemical Ali rather than during the Gulf War in Kuwait on Iraq's southern border. Wow, that was a lot to take in. 
Yeah, it's a lot of uh, military history and uh, war history, and uh, yeah, everybody history, can history. unpack that. History, history. Okay, in the flashback, the soldier who originally arrests Saeed is Kate's father. Mm-hmm. He is looking at a photo of Kate, which is actually a photo of Evangeline Lilly as a young teen. Isn't that fun? That's fun. That That's makes a sense. fun one. Mm-hmm. Uh, quote, Henry Gale is the full name of Dorothy's Uncle Henry. Yes. Okay. I was <laughs> thinking this. I'm like, I feel like Henry Gale is from something else, but I didn't want to look it up because I get afraid of like spoiling stuff. Yeah. So. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. It, sa- it says that uh, he's from the book movie, The Wizard of Oz. Uh, the Lost character stating that he's from Minnesota is a nod to Judy Garland, best known for Dorothy, is also from Minnesota. Mm. This Too fortifies funny. my prediction. Isn't there a movie called The Life of Henry Gale Maybe. with uh, Kevin Spacey? Sounds familiar to me. The Life of David Gale? Ah, it's close. <laughs> yeah, Life of David Gale. All right. Oh, yeah, that's the... Oh, yeah, this is a great movie. Have you yeah. seen it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah, it's captivating. Yeah. The movie clip which Kelvin Inman shows to Saeed is labeled Real 23108-42, which, again, relates to the numbers 23108-402. Interesting. Mm. Uh, This episode drew an audience of 18.20 million people, Sammy Joe. Wow. It's a lot of peeps well, watching the, ABC. What's the normal? I don't know. Okay, well, that doesn't. <laughs> I got that nothing to compare it with. <laughs> I just think it's an impressive number. Eighteen point two million people, right? Sure. I feel. I feel like that's way more than what we would get with any live TV today. Absolutely, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Because everybody streams everything. Yep. Okay. We all kick. We all stream. We all pod. All right. That's all I got for trivia. All so, right. Shall we talk about favorite moments? I think we should. All right. Favorite moment of Buffy. I mean, there's a bunch of favorite moments here. Uh, I know your favorite moment. So I'm I'm just going to say when, when Spike shows back up. I mean, Beginning. it caught me off guard. I was so excited. Yeah. yeah. When he crashes through the sign, I'm like, oh, he's back. And I got very excited. He's back. He's back, baby. Yeah, and your favorite moment is when uh, Spike is behind uh, Joyce and he's taunting Just the uh, whole Angel. scene. Just the, the whole scene. scene of him and Joyce from the moment he's telling her yeah. about his troubles with Drew and she's getting him, she's making him hot chocolate and getting him tiny yeah. marshmallows. Just their whole <laughs> uh, friendship is their just whole so wholesome and adorable to me. It's adorable. We love it. Love it's it. so great. All right, what's your favorite moment of Lost? The hieroglyphs. Ooh, the hieroglyphs, That was so intense. Yeah. So intense. Because Jack was like, why don't we just see what happens, Locke? Yeah. And Locke's like, no. (laughs) (laughs) And then then it was red and there were hieroglyphs and it was scary. Yeah. And, oh, that was so intense. You know what? I'm what? with you on this yeah. one, Sammy Patico. Sammy Patico. I also love that moment when it flips down. It's so tense. 
Yeah. And the noises are all happening. Oh, my God. Red hieroglyphs. Yeah, that's Rocket bird stuff. Rocket bird stuff. (laughs) Yeah, very. You don't want to see that. You don't 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 know what it means, but I don't want to see it. Can't be good. I know it's not good. That's all I know. It's an incident. Yep. All right. Great. So uh, what show wins? Uh, For me, it's Buffy. Yeah, it's Buffy. It was kind of like I after I watched Buffy and then like two days later, I think we watched Lost and I was like, man, this was an intense Lost episode. But then when I watched Buffy again to take my notes, I was like, there's no fucking way. There's no fucking way Lost can win over Spike. Yeah. Come on. The problem I'm having with. Yeah, I agree. I, I the the problem I'm having with Lost lately is like a lot of times I'll, I'll love the stuff that's happening on the island mm-hmm. in present time, but this the flashback stuff I'm not really connecting with. Yeah, I think I'm feeling the same way. Like I feel like they're forcing it sometimes. Yeah. And I'm like, just just stick with what's going on in the island. Do we yeah. need a backstory here? That's how I feel sometimes. Like I feel like it's just kind of like I just want to be on the island sometimes. Like I don't want to always be comparing it with life experience i know that's kind of the 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 whole thing with the show but i get so into the mystery i just want to know more about the island you know stick with it i just feel like it doesn't have to happen every single episode yeah Hmm. well maybe we'll see what happens well that would be i mean eventually we we're gonna run out of stuff right right i feel like right Perhaps. Although we have a lot of characters and we seem to be adding more, so who yeah. knows? Yeah, who knows? All right, new predictions. What do I think is going to happen on Buffy? Didn't I have a prediction earlier? Or I was going to um, start saying Did you something? want to make a prediction about Spike? Oh, yeah. Spike will be back for sure. He just dropped by, you know, to remind the audience that he's around. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if Drusilla will be back. It would be great if she came back and uh, she ended up being a big bad or something again, but I don't know if she will, you know? Mm-hmm. But Spike is, uh, people love Spike, so he will definitely be back. Other predictions, Joyce and Spike is going to continue to be a thing. I think they're going to be buddies every time he shows up to Sunnydale, and it's going to be a great little relationship. You think so, even after this? What happened? <laughs> what happened at the end? <laughs> well, I mean... <laughs> Joyce was asking a lot of questions because yeah. she thought that Angel was bad and Spike was good. So I would assume Buffy's going to have to go back and explain that to her. I don't know why I'm asking you this. You never yeah. you never ask me anything, so maybe I shouldn't say stuff. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of dry for predictions this week. Yeah. Got anything yeah. about the mayor or Faith? We didn't see Faith this episode. No, Faith's holding a secret. I'm just going to keep riding that out. We got to find out what, what, what the secret is. Maybe Faith is like the daughter of the mayor or something. Okay. Just some sort of tie-in. Wow. Yeah. Something weird. Okay. Okay. Do All you right. think she's a slayer? Maybe she... I don't think she's a slayer. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Sorry. Dry predictions this week. Don't have any... <laughs> All right. Don't have any good ones. What do you got? So I will be honest with you. I saw that the title of the next episode is Maternity Leave. Yeah. So my guess is that we're going to get Claire backstory or twist. Maybe Rousseau could be interesting. Probably not. 
but that'd be awesome. Um, <laughs> I think that Saeed and Charlie are going to be the ones making an army now. Oh, or right. if not making an army, they're definitely going to be scheming about because Charlie knows where the weapons are. Yep, they're gonna they're gonna be scheming about how to take down these others. They're sick of Jack scrambling. They're sick Mm -hmm. of Locke trying to keep a lid on all the situations. They're sick of Sawyer being a loose cannon. Charlie's getting mixed up with a lot of bad boys lately. No, I don't like it. Yeah. I don't like it at all. I do not like this side of Charlie. Well, Claire cast him out. He's doing some soul searching, you know, trying to find his place on the island. He's doing dark soul searching. I don't like it. He's doing dark Sith soul searching. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And um, this guy, Henry Gale, he's definitely one of the others. He's got a made-up yeah. name. They made up his name based on the Wizard of Oz. Yeah. He made up a story about traveling in a hot air balloon. Okay? Okay. Now that you put that together for me. I put, the, I put it together for you? Yeah, you put it together for me. Well, I thought he was one of the others anyway, but then when you said where his name was came from... The trivia. Yeah, that that solidified it for me. All right. Got to be careful about that, Pat. About what? Very careful about the trivia that I read to you. Okay. Well, I try my best. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right. What do you you want to recommend for media? So I will recommend this week a documentary series that I found on HBO called The 100-Foot Wave. And it's about a surfer who is on a lifelong mission to surf the most giant waves on Earth. Most bodacious waves. The most bodacious waves. (laughs) So, uh, and particularly, he wants to ride like a hundred foot wave, which is gigantic. It's like a skyscraper. Tsunami level. Yeah, it's gigantic. So that seems. Very dangerous. It's airing from week to week, uh, every Sunday on HBO, and I've seen the first two episodes, and as of this recording, there were three out, so by the time this comes out, there should be five out, and I think it's like six to seven episodes total, Mm. but uh, I am absolutely loving it. I saw the trailer, and I was like, this seems right up my alley, and I love it. It's so great, and just good storytelling, and they've been shooting for like over 10 years so it's uh, oh, that's really cool. interesting to watch that's yeah. always so interesting to me like when when you hear about documentary crews shooting for such a long time you're like how did yeah. they know 10 years ago sometimes they don't this was a story sometimes they don't they start going down one road and then yeah. it becomes whatever it becomes you know yeah and that's you crazy. just gotta keep riding it out like a wave like a bro wave. <laughs> you, you gotta stay in the pocket you know yeah, like, I know what that means. And then it comes down and like it just sucks you up and it spits you out. And it's like whoop Do you ever see that uh that viral video of the surfer on the news? I don't know. I don't think right, so. I'll, I'll show it to you after. It's great. Okay. It's like whoop It's great. <laughs> yeah. He'll think That's it's awesome. funny after you see it. Yeah. That's good. That's funny. All right, what's your media? Uh, well, first I have a question for you. Have you tried watching Miracle Workers? No. Oh, 
Well, you should. Not yet. It's funny. That's the HBO show you recommended, right? Yeah, the funny it's, one? Whenever you need just like a good, quick laugh yeah. show, that's a good one. Um, I was trying but, to think of what it was called the other night. I, I was like, I know oh, Sammy recommended something. Yeah, Miracle know, Workers. Miracle Workers. Very funny. All right. My recommended media is The Witcher. Ooh. Which Netflix. I think you've seen. Yeah, I've seen the whole series. Yeah. Well, there's only one yeah. season. The whole season. One. <laughs> the next season's <laughs> coming out in November, I think. Yeah. I liked um, it. I thought it was pretty good. Half the time, I'm like, I don't know what's happening, but yeah, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. Dave and I are only about an episode and a half in. But I'm into it. I mean... It's cool. It's right up your alley. Oh, it's totally up my alley. I don't know what took me so long to see it, truthfully. like Me neither. Maybe it was just because Dave was so into wanting to watch it and it was like a video game. And I was like, I don't know. I don't like a lot of the video games that he plays. Like, not not like I'm like, you know, a wife who's like, I don't like this bad video games you're playing. That sounds just like you, actually. (laughs) (laughs) More just like it's not something I would play. So, yeah. you know, um, so I was just kind of like, I don't know about this, but then I don't know. Actually, what, you know, what did it for me is that Amy shared on your Facebook page that the new season was coming. Oh, yeah. And like she, you know, tagged you in it or something and was oh, like, yeah. oh, She's I'm excited, excited to watch it. this. And I was like, huh. Yeah. Okay. Pat and Amy are watching this. And I meant to like ask you about it, but I never did. And then. Dave and I yeah. finished a Miracle Workers, and I was like, oh, let's give this a shot. Yeah, it's good. It's like nowhere near Game of Thrones, but like no. it's, uh, it's you know. It's Which I'm okay with. Because it's over. like Game of Thrones is a very intense show to start. Yeah. And finish. All of it was intense. But like trying yeah, to keep track of lot. all these characters, it's a yeah. lot easier to start The Witcher. There's a lot of characters in The Witcher too. Like they add more too. Like you start to get used to some and then you they're like, oh, we'll just add more. And you're like, oh boy. Okay. Yeah. That's the way to do it. Not like Game of Thrones. They did yeah. the opposite. Yeah. They just kept so, killing them. <laughs> yeah. I like it. Cool. I like it a yeah. lot. Great. Good, good fantasy adventure yeah. show magic stuff magic i like magic sword magic and See, big did you, sword guy did you notice my candle shirt i did it's a beautiful candle shirt love it it's a black flame candle yeah I'm hocus pocus very nice yeah all right cool uh, let's wrap this thing up let's wrap it up listen subscribe on apple Podcasts, amazon music spotify google Podcasts, youtube when i get them up and stitcher don't forget to rate us five stars leave us nice reviews what else what else sammy joe (laughs) well i'll tell you what else pat all right there you ever come into a man's house and then start doing a podcast and forget what podcast you're on so you just keep talking and talking until you forget that uh dinner's passed you by now your tummy's got a little rumbly so then you start looking for somebody's cupboards but all you can find are expired rice krispie treats and then when you go to eat them they upset your stomach and then you end up in the bathroom again and stink it up. Now the family can't use that bathroom neither. Oh my god. You're a maniac. How do you keep it together? <laughs> it's a stream of consciousness. I don't know. I want uh, you to do a speech on my wedding out. in this like that? In, as that guy. <laughs> Hi everybody. Welcome in and uh thank you for coming to Sammy Joe's uh wedding here. Now it's listen, so nice. you ever I was come to back. a woman's wedding and <laughs> Stink up the bathroom so bad. (laughs) It always ends with stink up the bathroom. (laughs) 
<laughs> I bet you if you told my dad you wanted to take five minutes of his speech yeah. time, he would gladly hand it over to you. Yeah, he just, he takes the mic and he's like, uh, it's a really nice night. Thank you so much. And I reserve the rest of my time uh, to uh, Pat here. <laughs> I just pick up the mic. I'm like, you ever come to a man's daughter's Dear. wedding and you uh, <laughs> take over his speech? <laughs> yeah. You come to me on this, the day of my daughter's wedding. Oh my God, I can wedding. see my dad saying that too. And you anyway. do a long, stupid speech. <laughs> <laughs> Follow us if we make you laugh uh, and don't make you, you make cry you too much. <laughs> Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at KickstreamPod. Uh, we'd love to hear what your favorite moments are and other shows that you recommend and your favorite characters and stuff. Um, and you can send us emails to kickstreampod at gmail.com. Just make sure you mark anything that might be a spoiler uh, in the subject line as spoiler or mm. LB and which show. And check out show notes for this and every episode at kickingstreaming.com. Yeah. And always remember. Always remember. That, that streaming, streaming is, is better, better with, with friends. I don't know what we were going for there, but it was yeah, great. Yeah, I don't know. We just start making noises at this point in the podcast until we end it. <laughs> All right. Well, this was a fun episode. We'll see you guys next week for another beautiful episode of Kicking and Streaming. Exciting exciting fun rambling and crazy <laughs> bye bye i now. can't wait for next week episode oh next yeah week's episode Is some yeah. fun stuff happen fun stuff oh as always as always that's what we call a, a teaser teaser <laughs> <laughs> all right good night everybody right. thanks yep. for listening see you next week Bye-bye. bye bye